0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Occasionalists. This is Matt Pagel, co-host of The Occasionalist, and part-time gorilla sign language translator.
1: Yeah, and I am Adam a co-host of The Occasionalist, and I am a part-time archivist for the National Institute of Phrenology.
0: <laughs> I love that. So you just, um, now, so do you keep the pictures of the skulls? Like, like, how do you, how, how does that work?
1: Yeah. So basically like I have all these pictures of skulls. I have a series of, um, various, like, uh, I'm trying to think like almost like dummies, you know, like practice dummies and stuff like that. Um, that are, you know, that we loan out to people that are members of the organization and I am in charge of archiving and cataloging and maintaining our inventory.
0: There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate. I was a full-time girl sign language translator, but, uh, You know i couldn't convince harambe to put that baby down and (laughs) lost my job
1: yeah god i will tell you i will never get tired of harambe jokes so if you want to keep making it to the end of time go for it i have a um a christmas sweater with harambe on it and i'm it's like it says merry christmas and then there's some kind of like harambe holiday pun underneath it Mm -hmm. i i absolutely love it um one of our, I don't know if you knew him from high school, this kid named Mike Latinero. He did this video called peppers out for Harambe where these were him and this dude like ate these hot peppers. Jess had sent this to me like within our first couple months of going out. Number one, laughed hysterically. And then when I told her that I went to high school with the kid, she was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I had to, I had to, I had to message him to confirm. So I am one of the biggest Harambe folklore fanboy that you could ever possibly imagine
0: I, I, I yeah I, the Harambe stuff it's such a bizarre and, and sad situation in and of itself but th- the way pop culture has sprung memes up in the aftermath of Harambe I will never get I'll never get tired of them
1: no definitely not and I should also say that what happened was a tragedy I forgot I should put that in there on top of all the praise and obsession that I have over this thing
0: yeah <laughs> um, but we are not here to talk about Harambe and or, uh, potentially racist scientific field. Um, pseudo-scientific field, I should say. Uh, but we are here to continue the January Unknown Challenge, um, where we are, where we're, we're taking on new things and bringing them back into the podcast. Um, but before we get to that, uh, I got a little lightning round question for you since this is, this goes right along with the, uh, the theme of this month, um, What was the
1: last resolution, or what was the last resolution that you actually kept? Okay, dude, believe it or not, I'm actually like three out of five as far as my keeping resolutions. Um, There was a resolution that I had to read more, and I—I'll cheat. I'll tell you, I cheat. Okay, like I don't give a definitive goal; I give a like kind Mm -hmm. of vague kind of thing, which. because I'll tell you, like, I just I kind of don't want the that cloud hanging over my head a little bit. Like, what if I don't get it? it if I get obsessive like this. It will consume me. OK, like the day I closed my first three rings was like a milestone in my life in terms of how I do <laughs> personal fitness with this Apple watch and stuff. So um, so what I did was there's a a couple of years ago I was reading more. There's definitely more books on the shelf. Um, I wanted to get outdoors more. I will tell you the coronavirus kind of thrust me into maintaining that resolution in 2020. Um, that was like something that I definitely wanted to get out and do. And because that was all we could do, I spent a lot more time outside. So those ones are like examples of ones that I've kept, but I will tell you outright, dude, I completely failed on my resolution for last year, which is to learn about the guitar more and to kind of not just be able to like strum chords but to have some knowledge and be able to play better totally crashed on that I think I probably picked the thing up 14 times last year like if that mm. and uh, yeah so I I've been doing okay with these I feel like I could do better but I will tell you that um, I, I kind of cheat man I'm a cheater in terms of the resolution
0: yeah here's the, like here's the thing though I, I, I'm not gonna, I don't think you're cheating I just think your resolutions are, um, they're just more open-ended because I think, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like a closed ended resolution, but I I feel like, I feel like you have to be some kind of psychopath to have like in mind, like I'm going to save exactly $1,500 this year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or, you know, like I'm like, I'm going to lose exactly 25 pounds this year. Like, which, you know, those are, those are like totally fine goals. But like, shouldn't the goal or shouldn't the resolution be, I'm going to do my best to save money, and here are the mm-hmm. here are the avenues to saving money. Not you know the the old fucking stupid. I hate this one, but it, it does make some sense. I'm you know I'm gonna you know make my own coffee, not gonna buy Starbucks. I'm going to, um, you know, walk more, ride a bike more, so I don't use as much gas. Like, mm-hmm. I I think those are good open ended ones. But like saving, like I, I feel like if, if people have like a very specific dollar amount, that puts a weird amount of pressure on you to count even more obsessively what you're doing
1: right oh it definitely does dude and And then and then then real quickly and then when you hit that goal then what you stop yeah so i'm glad you brought that little part of this whole conversation up because last year which i totally tanked on the guitars because i had a dumbass resolution and it was really stupid okay me being a in the novice category of guitar player. Like I haven't really done much to broaden my education about this particular instrument, but I'm still, I'm still in the novice category. I sit down and I'm like, you know something, dude, you are going to sit down this year and you're going to learn how to play the guitar solo from yellow Ledbetter, better. Okay. Which was the, I don't know where this came from, but it was just the decision that I made. I realized in all of, uh, maybe like <laughs> five times of reading the guitar tablature for the solo that this was completely unrealistic. And then I'm just thinking to myself, if I were to make this happen, which is a long shot. Cause I even, I have an acoustic, so it's not like I'm going to be able to do what I could do on an electric guitar. Mm. What do I, what do I get out of this? You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it'll make me happy to like impress Jess, you know, cause she would be the, the first person that sees this, obviously like somebody watched me do this. I got that little jolt of, you know, satisfaction, but I'll forget. I I will not, I'll forget how to play it in three months. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because if this does, for some reason, open up this floodgate where I want to start playing guitar and learning more solos, I'm just going to forget how to play yellow lead better just in the course of learning more stuff. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like it'd be, it'd be something like I'm gearing up to play like three times in my life and that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. I just think there's, I think having a more open ended idea with then inside of that idea, having like different steps you can take seems more reasonable and more logical. Probably mm-hmm. more logical and reasonable. It's just like it seems like again, like if you're like I'm gonna lose twenty pounds, what if you lose twenty pounds by March? Yeah. I mean Dude. you might as well like oh well are you gonna try to lose forty, you gonna try to lose fifty? Or where do you know, like the resolution should be like, I'm gonna get into better shape, I'm gonna eat healthier and then, you know, if you lose weight along the way, that's fine. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I just... And I say this... This is going to go right into my answer here. Um, I say this as a person... I, I really was doing a lot of thinking on this today. Like, I had I had some, like, free time today to really sit and think about this. And, like, I can't... I don't know that I even ever actually set what you would consider resolutions. Because I just... I, I really don't. Like, I can't remember one where I was like, oh, I should read more. I should do this more or Whatever. I just end up, like, sometimes, a lot of times I just end up doing those things just because it seems like a good idea to do, and also yeah. because like, I don't want to, like, sort of pin myself to doing, like, I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to, like, let's just say that like, it was, like, a workout thing, a fitness thing. I don't want to, like, set a goal, like, to bench 400 pounds or, you know, squat 600 pounds, whatever it is, and then, like, solely focus so hard on that that I let other things go by the wayside.
1: Yeah. and dude you and I are adults, we got a lot of shit to focus on. <laughs> like real world stuff, work stuff, like social stuff and everything. It's not like, you can't just devote your entire time to like one, even in like terms of fitness, like you can't just devote everything to that because then you're, the rest of your body will suffer some form of a right. consequence because it's not as developed and stuff. So yeah, I completely get you. And this pressure, like it, while and it's like artificial pressure, I guess, like there's nothing really making us do this stuff but well, we still feel this added pressure and what the fuck is the point of feeling that dude? Like seriously, there's no point in feeling that.
0: No, no. I, I, I think the people that like the, the new year's resolution stuff, I think it, I think in the age of social media, it seems even more present than normal because there's just fucking assholes that there's influencers that like make a whole deal out of their new year's resolutions. And cause I just, I say that because I see it. Oh you yeah. Know, the first couple of weeks of the year, everyone you know the the influencers like you got to get up and grind you got to rise and grind for whatever you want you want to make your dream i'm like dude you sound like a fucking brochure stop yeah like i fucking hate that shit
1: yeah i'm i'm over that too dude like you know i I, i'll tell you it i actually like i get a sort of like a good for that guy when i see the like you know hey this is what i started the year at and this is what i am now like i I like that because I've been in that situation before and stuff, you know, but I personally loathe any form of motivational crap online, okay? Whether it's people cutting and pasting those um, almost letterbox style posters and stuff with the wording Mm -hmm. or just even like little phrases and it's like a, you know, like a close-up of their shoe, you know, or something dumb like that. I'm just over that, man. Like, I'm totally over that.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it's (laughs) <laughs> it's such a fucking, like, it's such a joke, too, because some of these, like, especially from, like, the influencer crowd, um, like, your whole ri- rising and grinding, the stuff that you do to make money, is just taking pictures of you with products online. Like, you're not actually working. I, I hate to inform you of this. And I'm not it's, saying that influencers right. don't do work. I realize that they do. And a lot of them have, like, re- regular jobs. But, like, uh, uh, I do, like they just make me want to vomit. Like And, like, the average person you know, going to their job, like, we, it's not like I need any more motivation to go to my job and grind. Like, it pays me money, I have to get stuff done, otherwise they'll stop paying me money.
1: Right. Like, that's yeah.
0: incentive for me, that, and that, and I, like, I enjoy doing my job well and getting things done the way that they need to get done. Um, that's enough. I don't need mm-hmm. any, like, other, like, I don't need someone online to, like, tell me that, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking get this bag today. Like... Actually, I'm going to get this bag in a couple weeks because I get paid monthly.
1: So... (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly, dude. We have enough motivating factors in our life to get us out the bed, to get us to the gym and stuff. I don't need that secondhand motivation. And you and I've had a a conversation like this before where I brought up the, it was Will Smith at the time and it's evolved to Shia LaBeouf where it's just like, yeah, it's a celebrity like on the TV, like screaming at me and stuff. But like, let's talk about all the things you have in your life that I will never have access to and stuff Mm -hmm. you've had for a long time mm-hmm. and i think you might have brought up derek rose in, in this example and we talked about it but like there's all these people that are like behind these people and stuff yes and and we we don't have that you know what i'm saying so like when shia labo whoever is just saying like yeah just do it and stuff well like yeah i am just doing it like going to work and like writing when i can and developing stuff when i can but like I don't have the, like, all these people behind me that just, like, drop everything and say, like, okay, today I'm going to start writing full-time and then make my make my way that way, you know? And I don't have that right. opportunity.
0: Right, exactly. My parents didn't force me to be a child actor, Shia. So right. I, I've already, that door has already been closed off to me many years ago. Um, but yeah, no, it's, the Derrick Rose one's a pretty good one. Like, they're just, he had a whole team of people making sure that he wasn't getting involved in crime and wasn't getting shot, so... Um, but yeah, it, it's, yeah, I, I just leave all that stuff behind, do stuff, if you, if you really can't get in, intrinsically motivated to go to your job, then it is possibly time to get a new job, or, I don't know, maybe go to a doctor to see if you have, like, severe depression.
1: Right. <laughs> like, what well, well, I Yeah. What I would recommend doing is just take a good substantial part of your savings, buy a bunch of lottery tickets and just see if you win, man. There you (laughs) go. There you go. That's the way to do it (laughs) because you'll you'll find yourself either um, a millionaire or now a dude who needs to get motivated to go to work to make that money back.
0: There you go. All right. Let's get into let's get into the bulk of this episode here. We're going to extend our January Unknown Challenges with uh, with some challenges that I cooked up here. And these are, of course, based on our five ancestral tenets, Chema. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I have to make fun of that douchebag liver king every chance I get. Go for it. Um, So the occasionalist five ancestral tenets are mind, body, spirit, community, and of course, the most important one, consumerism. Um, There's three challenges each for mind, body, and spirit, and then two challenges for community and consumerism. Um, we're going to document all of these challenges somehow for social media. Um, like for and and just like to clarify for you, you don't have to like take a video a picture of everything. Like mm-hmm. the way that like I do, I cut the sound clips. You can just describe yeah. what you did and then i will be a sound clip.
1: Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah.
0: So, it, you know, I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I don't want to accost someone with my camera, you know, with my phone out while I compliment them, mm-hmm. you know, right. like, it might, like, it just like, it could be a weird situation here, but Everything that yeah. we do we will de- will be documented somehow for social media. Um, we have some open slots here. like there's some stuff here that like Chemma doesn't know that I'm gonna spring on him, and I don't know that Chumba's gonna spring on me. And then obviously we're not gonna be able to re- we're not gonna be able to finish all of these. like I've, I've finished a couple of these already. I know Chumma's finished a couple of these already, but we're not gonna be able to finish all of these, obviously today. Um, so we're gonna do we're gonna catch up and we're gonna, we're gonna do a quick little uh, mini so to kind of put a bow on the January Unknown Challenge month
1: uh sound good Chama? sounds great dude let's do it
0: all right let's jump in let's just go right in order here um let's jump into mind These are intellectual challenges um so the first challenge that i had here was it's called nerd knowledge i want you to like i want you to bring forth a scientific theory that you find interesting and sort of break it down for me the listeners and like just kind of explain like why you think this theory is interesting like what it's about I want everyone. It's it's a challenge for me and you, but also a challenge for our listeners out there to sort of expand their minds.
1: Oh, dude, no problem at all. And I'm going to throw it back to one of my all-time favorite scientific theories. One I have actually done two science fair projects on, and I I have just been a big fan of this for a while. I I don't know why, but we'll um we'll we'll cover that part of this when as we go along here. So, all right. Um, I am a big guy, uh, supporter of the Archimedes principle. Okay. I've been a big time infatuation with this for the longest time. I, I guess like it mostly when I was younger, I used to swim a lot. Um, my grandparents were into boating and everything. Like there's a lot of lakes and stuff that floats and everything. So I just kind of sort of became enamored with, um, nautical things and, mm-hmm. um, eventually, when I got the opportunity to do a science fair project where we kind of had to, we couldn't do the volcano, you know, we had to do other stuff and everything. So I decided to focus on the Archimedes principle, which states that the upward buoyant force that is exerted on a body immersed in a fluid, whether fully or partially, is equal to the weight of the fluid that the body displaces. Archimedes' principle is a law of physics and fundamental to fluid mechanics. and was formulated by Archimedes of Syracuse, who lived from 287 to 212 BC. He had wrote this two-page volume called On Floating Bodies that um, was published sometime around 246 BC, and um, the the key principle is just basically as i said before that any object totally or partially immersed in a fluid or liquid is buoyed up by a force equal to the weight of the fluid displaced by that object and um this is actually yes yet 246 250 bc i'm just going over all the, all these goddamn notes and everything that i have so this whole thing is you know about floating what makes us float or sink And there is this really interesting sort of legend that comes along with this discovery. And the legend is according to another um, science mathematician figure named Vitruvius. And he said that um, Archimedes had discovered this principle one day while he was taking a bath. Hold on one second. Hoagie is uh, teeing off, buddy, please. So, Archimedes was taking a bath and he was in the bath trying to figure out if a King's crown was fake or real gold. And when he was in the bath, the, um, the water level rose to the tub as he got in. And he realized that this effect could be used to determine the crown. So, uh, Because for practical purposes, water is incompressible. So submerged, the crown would displace an amount of water equal to its own volume. Then by dividing the mass of the crown by the volume of water displaced, the density of the crown could be obtained. And then once... um, Let me see here. So this uh, density would be lower than that of the gold, if cheaper, and less dense materials had been added. Archimedes then, once he figured this out, he got naked took to the streets and shouting out Eureka, Eureka, which is this kind of like, I guess, famous, I don't know if it was coining the phrase, but it's definitely this kind of, uh, I guess, situation that has been used in movies where people shout Eureka and all that stuff. It's kind of like a throwback to this particular um, this particular man and this discovery. So what is interesting is that um, this whole little legend or not, We don't know if it's actually, like, true. So, like, this Vitruvius Accordance, um, like, his accounting of the events is kind of all we have to go off of. Um, There's no actual, like, documented that this, like, whole thing took place. It's just kind of Mm -hmm. via somebody else. So I think that it is a really just kind of cool legend to attach on to this theory. And, like, if we're talking about practical applications, we see a whole ton of it in, like... Water transport shipbuilding, we see it in the pool, we see it, you know, something falls into the pool, whether it sinks or floats. And um, really quickly, to round everything out, um, Archimedes actually was killed in the Second Punic War during the siege of Syracuse. Uh, The Romans, they took this, uh, it lasted two 13 to 212 BC Archimedes died in 212 and the Romans um, they stormed the city Um, A soldier had had killed him and um, that was how he had passed away and I guess that there's something I found on Wikipedia which is that um, Marcellus the commander of the army Mm -hmm. um, at the time wanted Archimedes to be left alive and the soldier killed him anyway
0: Mm. well I mean soldier probably didn't know who he was
1: yeah, like, that's very true yeah, um, that's true. yeah, that's
0: true. Archimedes is a really interesting figure because, like, he like you're probably right that this is probably just total legend that gets attached to him. Because, like, he had his hand in a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. He's a mathematician, inventor, all kinds of stuff. I mean, I guess all these smart people, you know, back then were. Um, but, like, a lot of stuff gets attributed to him that just, like, we have no idea whether or not this is actually something he worked on or not. Like I, I don't know if there's like a more modern day like equivalent. I guess you, I guess you could kind of like, I guess it's almost a, it's almost the same like um, <clears throat> kind of similar to Shakespeare. Like, mm-hmm. was he a real person? If he was a real person, are these actually his works? Are they not his works? Um, right. It's similar to that. Like we do know that Archimedes is a real person, but like stuff gets attributed to him like a laser, from mm-hmm. the, like ancient like an ancient laser that was made out of mirrors. And right. did he actually do that? Probably not. My guess is probably not, but like, he's very like legendary in that. Like a lot of the stuff that like it's attributed to him is almost like, it's almost like magical basically.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And one thing I found interesting is he's given credit on working on like the screw that you would like screw into a wall and right. stuff. And I would, I-, I just had found that so interesting. Cause it's like, how do you go from buoyancy to the screw? I think lasers. it's one of those things.
0: I think it's one of those things that, like this the screw and in inclined plane it's probably i don't know the idea of it's probably 30,000 years old like mm-hmm. it pre like i mean it significantly predates archimedes but for whatever reason it gets attributed to him
1: yeah i understand definitely dude for sure so yeah that was mine it's something uh Man, I got on this whole thing a while ago. I've been infatuated with it. Like, It's been just one of these kind of interests that I've always been able to call back on and stuff. Um, and the fact I've done two science projects, got A's on both of them. Um, so I've used this and it's worked out for me in like, the go. world of education.
0: Archimedes helping you uh, helping you pass science class, man. I like it.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Like, Believe it or not, I found out pretty much the same way everybody found out about Archimedes, that he is um, the owl, Merlin's owl from The Sword of the Stone.
0: Oh, that's yeah. That's right. That's right. That's correct.
1: Oh yeah, that was this Sunday TBS Channel Seven whatever uh, movie with commercials mm-hmm. that defined our childhood.
0: That's right. That's right. one of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love it. All right, uh, Chim, I went with something that is I didn't really I didn't really know a, like I knew a little bit about it, but then like it's something that I explored more recently, and like actually it came into it came into play. My further exploration of it came into play when we did our time travel episode actually. Um, they're just like it just didn't fit in to any like it didn't it didn't have any place in that episode because it doesn't really have anything to do with time travel, but it has a lot to do with physics, which we'll get to here in a second. And this is the uh, uh, I, think, I believe you pronounce it the the Ramanujan summation um, named after the Indian Indian I'm gonna butcher his name, the Indian mathematician uh, Srinivasa Ramanujan. Um, Lived from 1887 to 1920. Um, Basically, I'll I'll ask you a question here. This is sort of how I'll, 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 I'll start this part off. I'll ask you a question. What do you think the sum of all positive numbers is?
1: The sum of all positive numbers? Add up
0: every positive number, if you could. What do you think the sum is?
1: Wow, man. I don't even know that there's a term for it. It'd, it'd have to exceed a Google, right? Because a Google is still a positive number. So... Well, the, the, the
0: Infinity, right? That should be the sum of all positive numbers?
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah, because it would keep on going. You'd never... Yeah, you would never stop. That's right, because no matter what, there's always going to be a positive number. That's right,
0: yeah. Well, even positive or negative doesn't matter. Just infinity. It's all numbers. So there, is no, there is no way to essentially outcount... Anything, like we could always true. count more, uh, in That's theory. True. So, what if I told you that the sum of all positive numbers is minus one twelve?
1: Minus one twelve. Well, wow. i I am very shocked, and I am interested to hear how that calculation is made.
0: I, oof, I'll tell you the how is very interesting, but basically, the how is basically you you're you're adding different sums together. And those sums are basically just one plus one, um, you know, one plus one, one minus one, one plus one, one minus one. There's like a a calculation that you get here. This is important mostly in physics, physics and mathematics. However, there is this, when you do get to, there's a point when you get to this like summation, um, you get to this like number, I don't know this, um, I'm just gonna keep calling it the summation. When you get to this point of the summation and you begin adding the numbers together, you don't actually have to add all numbers. I mean, obviously that's impossible. But using like shorthand equations, suddenly you get this idea that one plus two, one plus two plus three plus four plus five plus six etc. on to infinity, suddenly it divides down into minus one twelfth. Um, that seems impossible. It seems completely counterintuitive because all numbers added together should again be infinity. Um, mm-hmm. However, this equation that this summation that uh, Ramanujan came up with is used everywhere in physics you will see it everywhere. You'll see it in string theory, especially older string theory, bisonic string theory. But basically, when we're trying to find how the universe is structured and potentially, and using those equations to find or at least present theories on how the universe is formed, the universe is structured, you will continuously see minus 112 written into these equations. And that's because we're essentially trying to find infinity when we talk about the structure of the universe. Um, (coughs) But... You can't objectively define infinity in an equation. So this number is used. This this summation, the way you get to this number, the minus one twelfth, is now like common accepted use in physics. It has been since like the you know since like you know when Einstein was around. Einstein used it, it used it in his formulas. Um, and so because when we're when we're trying to essentially um, we're trying to uh, calculate the universe, we can't have we can't have infinite numbers, right? Like like the equations would blow apart because you can't calculate infinity. So there has to be some veracity to what uh, Ramanujan came up with because every field of physics now uses the Ramanujan summation as a part of their equations in finding out how
1: how to define and theorize the structures of the universe. Holy shit. You know, I've been made aware of something like this before. I didn't know the specifics of it. That is insanely interesting to me, and I'm it's, it's the whole thing on how it ends up on minus one twelve is that there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> I mean, it, there definitely is, and like I know it's like one of these accepted ex- accepted things or not, but it, it just kind of makes me wonder. Well, it's like, well, what if it's actually this number? You know, had they been wrong like this entire time, or is you know is it just somebody ended up proving them? proving it wrong it's just it, i think it's just interesting to me there's so much going on there
0: i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna send you you know if, whenever we take a break or at the end of this or whatever i'm gonna send you a video of physicists actually like writing it out it's way i mean i don't want to say it's way simpler than you would think to get to this number but it's really not that difficult if you're pretty good at math
1: Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. And one thing is I am definitely not all that good at math. So, uh, so I am all for something to see something like this. I am just, I'm blown away by that right now. And what's interesting is that I've, I've heard something like this before, but I've never gotten as detailed of an explanation as you just gave me. And I'm just in a whole other thing right now. My mind's kind of blown here.
0: So there, so, Chiba, just keep that in mind. The next time, I don't know, like this. Maybe this could lead into your. This could lead into our our next question here. Um, the next time you're at a party and you want to like just kind of blow someone blow someone's mind, tell them that the sum of all numbers is minus zero point zero eight three.
1: Yeah, that's believe me, dude. I'm going to uh, up here in L.A. I'm going to use that. Somebody will want to listen to that, and then they'll tell me pretty much yeah i already knew that and uh, i'm really smart and you're not and they'll give me a whole bunch of shit on this whole well thing. don't so hang right, out
0: with like the tesla people you know that's that's yeah. what you can't do you can't tell them that they'll, 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 they probably already know
1: it's funny you mentioned that because one of the uh, first dudes that started hanging out with out here was a developer at tesla and my god was that guy yeah too. i know that's why i said that <laughs> yeah man it was smart what a smart guy <laughs> Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: All right, so there you go. Uh, we got Archimedes and uh, Srinivasa Surinavasa Ram Ramanujan um, in uh, in the podcast. So uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm very happy that we got to do some nerdy shit here to, to kick things off.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely, dude.
0: But let's get let's go right into it. Uh, our next our next challenge here. Um, this is more. I guess this is more for each other. Challenge for each other uh, to see what we know. Uh, I'm calling this one a party PhD. This is everyone has this everyone has a party fact which is like your go-to bit of information that you kind of break out in social situations right like you something that you know for sure that you're also pretty confident that maybe other people don't know offhand good way to break the ice that kind of thing when you're in a social situation so Chema, throw me your best party fact and i'll see if i already knew it or not
1: okay this one was my difficult one. I got, it took me a while to get this one down and I thought about it and I thought about it and I guess my default thing, you're, you're going to know this for sure. And the one thing that I've used the most is actually, it's interesting. I find it interesting is that um, whenever I describe like where I'm from, I always say like, I, you know, I'm from Cleveland, but like I lived, you know, in a suburb that was South of it. And since nobody knows anything about Macedonia, Northfield or Sagamore Hills. I always just say that I lived in this town that's right next door to Twinsburg because there's only one Twinsburg in the entire world. Mm -hmm. And I'm incredibly interested by this. And now I will tell you why. Um, Now I'm aware there are other cities in Ohio that there are either one of in the world or very, very limited like Cuyahoga falls, for example, there's only one Cuyahoga falls in the entire world. Um, Now, I always figured that the Native American names of the cities and areas would be, you know, more specific to, you know, the Ohio, PA, like Michigan and all that because of where the tribes lived and everything. You'd see some crossover. There's nine Pontiacs in the world. So like and Pontiac was a a chief with, I believe, the like the the Ottawa tribes. That's like where Miami University was. So like Pontiac is something that you see. Like over and over again, but you don't see ones that are a little more complicated to say and spell and stuff like that. Um, Like Cuyahoga is something that's, yeah, that's strictly Northeast Ohio. And I will tell you, I was very surprised that the vernacular of Twins and Berg, like, there wasn't another one in the entire world. I I think that's a very simple name. Like, I don't know why there actually isn't one. I would have thought maybe somewhere in Europe there's like, twin rocks or something on a path that lead into an area that was capable for settlement and they may be called a Twinsburg and when I found out that there was only one Twinsburg and it just happened to be the county or the, the city right next door to where we uh, went to high school I was just completely blown away by this like I I guess the entire idea of there being only one city in the world when I first found this out which was which is years ago, was just, was just it was blowing, it was mind-blowing to me. There's more than one Paris, there's more than one Rome, there's more than one London, you know, and I know that those are older cities. People just say, hey, this is new London, you know, whatever. So I, I understand how those were kind of transitioned from one area of the world to another. But I was just like, wow, like, Twinsburg, the only one in the entire world. So that is something that became my default party fact because that's how i would kind of introduce myself and i also realized that i happen to know dumb random shit about a bunch of different random topics so i use that and people say like oh you know this guy there's one cool like interesting fact about him you know maybe he's a cool interesting guy hopefully people think that though i I doubt it from my party experiences (laughs) and um and uh you know, then, like, whenever, like, kind of the ice is broken and you get talking, that's when you're able to kind of drop other nuggets of stuff, depending on wherever the conversation goes.
0: Gotcha. Do you know the actual why, though? Uh,
1: why the Twinsburg specifically? Yeah. It's uh, the Wilcox twins, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Correct. Like, the f- founders of the town. They Wilcox is all over everything,
0: everything um, in Twinsburg. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, and then, obviously, remember- they, they named Twinsburg. It used to be called Millsville um, back in the day.
1: That... That is coming back to me now too. Actually, I think when I got this history lesson, I got that part of it too. Yes, mm-hmm. you bet. Yeah, and yeah, when I, I remember, there's a there's a Wilcox Drive. When I used to deliver pizzas on there, hands down, I was getting tipped fat every time because it's up in like Ethan's Green and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yep. So yeah, there's yeah, I was yeah, there's a Wilcox
0: Drive. There's like a Wilcox Plaza, Wilcox Elementary, Wilcox something else. Yes, is like over. There's a ton of stuff that says Wilcox all over it.
1: Yeah, you bet, dude. And, like, I was just like, wow. Like, I, I knew about Twins Days and everything, but it was just the whole thing with the town I thought was incredibly interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. Little little twin. That's actually, That is actually a really good way to break the ice about, like, where you're from. And then you have to explain to people, like, right, but I'm not from there. I'm from the one next to it.
1: Right. I'm from the less interesting city. Like, hey, there were people that protested McDonald's and their wages like 10 years ago. Uh, Foster the People is from there. You want to hear what Pumped Up Kicks is really about? (laughs) You know, I mean, that's like I I feel that like those things are like so niche. But like saying that the town next to you is there's only one of in the world. I think it's a little bit more like general of like a factoid, especially when you're doing like kind of an introduction.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, like it, like it. love, love hit on the local trivia there. Like it, um, so Chema, did you know that mirrors don't reflect things horizontally? So when you look at a mirror, like you have, let's say you have writing on your shirt, let's or you're holding a sign that has your name on it, it's mm-hmm. flipped, correct? Yeah, right. That's because you flip it.
1: I could. Okay, so. Like so, I'm the one actually holding.
0: You're holding. It doesn't matter. If, whatever, you're, whether it's a sign or your shirt or whatever. Look at yourself in a mirror, mm-hmm. and it's the the you know text is backwards, right? Or like a picture right. is backwards, correct?
1: Doing it right now. Yes, you bet. That's
0: oh. because you turned it that way. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, I like to- the mirror doesn't flip things, right? I, I shouldn't say that, but the mirror doesn't just wholesale reflect things backwards because if it did then you'd be upside down
1: that is true okay. and if you yes. when you
0: and when you reached for certain things if you reached up your reflection would reach down if it reflected things backwards what what it is is just showing you the way it looks to you from behind essentially like if you were to write something on a glass and like a piece of glass you don't even need a mirror for this write something on a piece of glass and then turn it around it's backwards that's right because you're the one turning it backwards
1: that's right okay no i got i understand this here i'm the one that's turning in the direction that's facing the mirror and stuff correct yeah i understand what you're saying i definitely got what you're saying so the mirror is only reflecting my direction
0: yeah exactly so if you were again if you were to write something on a piece of glass and just hold it up in front of the mirror it wouldn't be backwards yeah that's right people think that like it's a total flip it's not What, however, what a mirror does do, which is sort of the kind of the thing that helps prevent, helps gives us the illusion of like a total like reversing, is that it does reverse the z-axis, which is the third dimensional axis between the x and the y, uh, like on a graph. So like when you're reaching forward, it you're reaching toward yourself. It shouldn't in if it was a true reflection, it wouldn't do that. Um, So it's actually it's actually reversing the z-axis, which is something that we don't encounter visually every day so that's like it helps kind of give this illusion that a mirror or the idea that a mirror is flipping things when it's actually not
1: very interesting stuff didn't never knew that never knew that before i've never even heard anything like that before very interesting
0: so there you go a mirror is not it's not reflecting things horizontally we are turning them horizontally it is reflecting things front to back or is reflecting things that go front to back back to front
1: Wow. Yeah. That is some, that is some get laid worthy trivia right there. I'm not going to, I don't know I if it is or not. Is it hasn't some, worked out, So keep on trying. <laughs> I'm telling you that play a numbers game with that one. All right. <laughs> that's really good stuff.
0: There, there are like, there are like, this is one of those things I would like if you're really that interested, go watch a video. Cause it's like, it's mm-hmm. visually much easier to see what I'm talking about than me just explaining it to you. But nonetheless, um, yeah, it's one of those old, it's just one of those tricky little things. It's, it's something that we don't experience in life because we don't, we just can't. Um, the only time we experience it is looking in a
1: mirror. Yeah, I'm just telling you, drop that, drop it early on in the conversation, so that way it's easier to exp- that way it's easier to explain than when you're super loaded, because I think right. that's fascinating.
0: All right, so there's there's my little party uh, my little party fact. Uh, third challenge, Chema. This one is this is a Chema's choice so i don't know what we're what we're going to be doing talking about or whatever for you know for the follow up
1: okay so mine i went with a music related question and i wanted like some kind of intellectual like kind of i guess challenge or something to think about in terms of with music and stuff so i wanted to ask you being you know somebody who is um you know you're in your mid to late 30s and stuff i'm using mid because i don't want to say 40s just <laughs> i don't want to say approaching 40s we are in our mid 30s um, do you have an album or an al- or albums more than one that you know every word to every song front to back of the album no 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 yeah no i'm just wondering i i have a couple mostly like green day stuff and everything but um i just you know i've been listening to it for so long over time that uh it's something that i've been able to do
0: oh okay um i don't even own albums anymore
1: no, I got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured just you maybe had something from, like, high school. You know, you've just been listening straight through the entire time. It's kind of resonated with you, so...
0: No. I, okay.
1: they,
0: no. I don't know. Music just isn't like that
1: for me. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Cool. Yeah, well, that's good to know, definitely. Is that it? Yeah, That's that was my uh, question here. Right? I didn't know, like, I, the uh, other challenge I was going for was just to play a phone game, you know, kind of like a something we each play, like, a similar game and see who does better. But to be honest with you, I have... Though I like I don't play any games on my phone. Um, I didn't want to do Wordle, so I just thought <laughs> a, some kind of like, some kind of like you know, I I just kind of thought some kind of like intellectually question thing about. It. I wasn't going to ask you to name off the lyrics to every song, but it was just you know, something to see if you were able to do.
0: Oh no, I no, it's just believe me, I love music. I I couldn't tell you the lyrics to some songs that I've heard recently. So, gotcha, cool. All right, let's move on to the body. These are physical challenges. Um, <clears throat> let's, you, didn't, you, didn't, you haven't att- done or attempted any of these, correct? I have not, no. So let's save the first challenge then to wrap up. And we'll jump into the challenge number two first. Okay. All right, so second challenge here, I'm calling 30 Days of Fight. We're each going to pick something that we can adhere to for a month straight. It doesn't have to be radically different, but, like, I kind of use the example in here. Like, you already own a Peloton. So, like, saying, like, I'm going to ride the Peloton every day. Something different than that. Like, you got Something that you wouldn't... That isn't, like, so readily available or, or isn't so, you know, isn't, like, so in the vein of what you're doing already. Um, something a little bit different. So do you have... What do you think that you could adhere to for the next 30 days? And we'll, we'll pick a day to start or whatever, you know, if we want to start today. It could be today. But, um, you know, we'll pick a day to start. But what do you think you could adhere to for the next 30 days that, um, that's a little bit different for, than your, like, normal fitness challenges or normal fitness routine.
1: Okay. Adding a consistent level of core workouts to my normal workout routine and stuff. Like I, that's one area that I need to focus on more. This opportunity gives me the opportunity to build some sort of routine on that. So I have like a couple of different, like, um, you know, fitness people and stuff like that, that I follow different, like, you know, magazines or whatever. And I'm going to be doing, um, a lot of more core work and different kinds of core work more consistently different types of core workouts that's something that i'm going to be implementing into my workout for the next 30 days
0: gotcha can you um can you give me any um i don't know any details on that
1: Okay, so, like, there's this guy that I follow named JTM Fit on Instagram, and, like, what he does is there's, like, um, you know, I go in, I do, like, 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 a standard, like, kind of sit-ups and stuff like that, you know, like, your basic core shit or whatever, like, some planks and everything. So he's got, like, all these different kinds of, you know, core workouts that involve, like, multiple movements and everything, like, in terms, like, different ways of doing, like, mountain climbers and stuff, and, like, also different ways of using um, weights and everything like that to... Um, to like help work on your core and stuff like that and these different workout combinations whether it'll be like a um using a plate doing like some overhead setup work and then kind of changing around to doing like a, you're on your knees doing more like an overhead lift with the plate then into like some other kind of you know maybe non-plate but you know complex muscle movement style workout for your core that's some kind of stuff that i'm going to be adding into the workouts um as as we get into the up- you know, as we get into this 30 day challenge.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Can I give you a, a core tip? Definitely. If you squat and deadlift, you don't need to do anything else.
1: Yes. I've heard that before. Yeah. You bet. Unfortunately, you don't need to do all that
0: other stuff. You don't ever need to do.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, like, like I definitely cannot squat like anywhere as much as you can and stuff. You don't have to squat and as like, much as me. You just have to squat. doesn't yeah, even have to I be will, bar. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay, good to know that. Pick up too. a dumbbell okay. hold in front of you and squat. Cool. Yeah, I will um make a note of that for sure cuz that's uh, really helpful in everything, definitely. So yeah, some more addition to my uh, more core additions to the workout.
0: It's like all the other stuff is totally fine. Like it's there's nothing wrong with it, but you when you squat and when you deadlift, your core is holding your entire body together. Like it is it is yeah. essentially keeping you from flying apart. Here's something that people don't really like that don't like I, I know 90% of people don't know how this works you've seen like a lifting belt before right yeah what does it do
1: yeah holds your core and middle section together and stuff
0: exactly people think it's back support it's not it's core support it's like adding another layer of abs um so like when you when you do those compound lifts like like deadlift like even, even two degree bench um it's tightening your core down to help you like brace your body better um mm-hmm. it's because when you do those movements, your core is working fucking overtime. It is working harder. You can do a thousand sit ups and it's not like doing ten deadlift reps.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. I didn't know the ratio was like that. That's Well, actually... it's not
0: quite like that, but it's it's significant. like a, a uh a workout with deadlifts in it is better than you doing like ten different core workouts.
1: Gotcha. Understandable. Yeah, that's a good thing to know um too, in terms of adding more core into my workouts for sure. What I is mean, your uh third oh yeah no no and
0: and again it's not like you like you don't have to like turn it into a powerlifting workout it's just that like the way those movements work those compound movements work they stress your core so you can do you can do goblet squats which are just grabbing a dumbbell and squatting in front of you and that that works it you can do it with the fuck just put like a put a put 135 in the bar and do a bunch of do a bunch of high high rep squats um deadlift you can do it with dumbbells you can do with with uh regular bar or whatever it doesn't matter Like it's Mm -hmm. it's the, it's the movement that you want to get in.
1: Yeah. I gotcha. Understandable. Definitely.
0: Like it, like it. Um, but I mean, do all the other stuff too. It's just, trust me, like go (laughs) like, it doesn't, it doesn't really look like it, but like, look at, look at some of these like strong men and power lifters. Like they have like, especially the heavy guys, they have kind of like guts, but they're not like fat. They're just Mm -hmm. like giant slabs of muscle. And that's right. oh, not yeah. an accident.
1: Oh yeah, dude! Like, it's crazy. Like Thor and everything, Half Thor. Now that he's lost all that weight and everything because he's doing the this boxing stuff or whatever, that guy's like shredded, shredded, shredded. And, well, like right, just, but like, even a when th- he weighed foundational underneath there, that even he just when kind he of weighed four hundred
0: pounds, he had like v- he had like a visible, he had like a visible separation between like some muscles in his stomach, even when he weighed four hundred pounds because he because of like all the compound lifting he had to do
1: Mm-hmm. yeah no you're right about that yeah definitely
0: all right um Chema, this is something that became very like i was thinking about this anyway and then it became very apparent i need to do this more often i gotta work in daily stretching um oh yeah uh like I, I was squatting the other day and i definitely not like nothing bad but like i definitely had like a little bit of like a groin strain around squatting um and it, it's stretching doesn't prevent all of that but like when you when you do stretch daily and you condition your muscles to that it does help long-term prevent like soft tissue damage um mm-hmm. and as you as you have so wisely said um <laughs> we're now in our mid to late 30s approaching that terrible age of with four floor at the front of it um i i really need to condition my muscles better so like i don't like tear them and daily stretching is something that i can do to help help slow that slow march to death down a little bit. Um, And, and also like, it's one of those things like, you know, maybe I'm not feeling 100% up to doing something, but I can still like, I can still stretch out. I can still, you know, pull out the old um, uh, foam roller and do like lower back stretches, whatever. There's something I can do, even if I'm not feeling 100% up to like going and trying to like the bench that day or something.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I understand. And daily stretching is something that I need to do a better job of too and stuff. Like it's, it's one of those things where like I'm in the gym and like, I don't want to like take the fucking time to like stretch for 10 or five minutes. Like I just want to get in there and get going and everything. And this is not what is supposed to be done. You're supposed to stretch. That's why our coaches made us do it before and after we did everything basically. And um, yeah, I, I'm getting to that point too, where I'm going to need to start, you know, taking better care of my body and the details. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: exact, exactly. That's kind of how I thought of it. Like, it feels like it's another... Um, it's its like a... I wouldn't call it a small thing, but comparative to, like, the work that I do every day, it's a smaller thing that can kind of help... You, you can build on it day-to-day, basically, and it's going to help you in the long run. I will say this, though. You don't... <coughs> you don't really need... Um, when it comes to, like, weightlifting, stretching... Is sort of like meh. If you want to, you can do it. Like if you want mm-hmm. to stretch out before you bench, you can do it. It's just more important to warm up, like to to do the motion lightly and get like a feel for yeah. it. But like, it, it I know I know for sure that like <coughs> God damn, I'm gonna spray my throat down, throat spray or something. Um, but I know like the like people that do <laughs> yoga on a regular basis, like they they have they have especially like really strong connecting muscles and connecting tissues because they do this every day and that's mm-hmm. like that is a weak point for most people who like power lift and lift a lot are those connecting muscles that's what like wears down and breaks down
1: interesting yeah dude like stretching is something that like number one i'm really bad at in general that's probably one of the reasons i don't do it as often a- as absolutely
0: I, do. Chema, I cannot even i i'm sure i can get close <clears throat> to touching my toes but not as close as i really should be able to get
1: uh, I can barely get to them, <laughs> so like, yeah, I am really bad at stretching. So this might actually help with some of my flexibility. Um, if I started to incorporate, which I probably should, incorporate some more stretching into the routine.
0: All right. So yeah. So well. So this is something that obviously we're going to check back in on. Um. And, and, you know, we'll we'll. Uh, I don't have like I didn't get like a. I haven't like looked into like a daily stretching kind of routine. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure anywhere I look online, I could find a hundred of them. So like, that won't be that big of a deal, but, um, something that we'll catch up on and get back to, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's go to, let's go to your choice here. Chema's choice. The third challenge. What, um, what are, what are we doing here?
1: Okay. We are doing celebrity workouts exposed. Okay. So this right here sounds just like how it does in the title, you and I, and believe me, I'm going to leave this very open ended because I, number one, like don't want to put you in a position where you have to make major changes to your workout. But mm-hmm. um, so, in terms of this openness, we take either like what, what um, like either a day by day routine or like some kind of like, oh, dude Terry Crews uses this finisher for his arms on arms day, like something like that. Some type of yep. celebrity endorsed exercise routine pattern. Uh, sets, whatever you want to call it. Like even like um, the Chris Hemsworth body weight thing that he just came out with that blew the internet up that one day, last week, Mm -hmm. two weeks ago, something like this is entirely acceptable. So what we're going to do. Oh, Oh, sorry. sorry. I'm just, I'm
0: just want to, I am very on board with this
1: okay fantastic so what we're going to do is we're going to pick one right you know and like i said just whatever whichever one you want to do man go go to town on it have as much fun with you want as much fun with it as you want and then what we will do is we're going to take a look at some of the details of these workouts and then you could even maybe make comparisons to your own workouts and everything compare and contrast what you do at the gym compared to what this does you know or like hey let's just say like yeah like this workout this finisher like um whatever it is 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 decent but it's clearly only designed for this it's not really the best like full body workout you could get a better finisher if you did this you know we can really dive into some of the positive positives and negatives of these celebrity endorsed workouts
0: I am all in favor of this um we could it became popular the last like five years or so every it's seemingly every like week there was a new superhero workout that so -and -so and so did to get ripped for this movie um yeah, like I, I, I'm, I love this because I already know that there's like some things. Here, here's like one of the dirty secrets about like these superhero workouts, and why so and so looks super jacked because they were fucking lumps of clay before. Like, right? <laughs> there's, I, I remember, like I remember specifically seeing one that Kumail Nanjiani did for um, Eternals, and they're like everyone on the internet, oh my god, Kumail Nanjiani is so fucking jacked, and I'm like. It's because he was like 130 pounds, soaking wet before, with no muscle on his body. Like, right. it's not not shaming his progress whatsoever. I mean, it's good; he looks it looks great. But when you're starting from literally a skeleton and you add 15 pounds of muscle, person will look very different.
1: Oh yeah, without a doubt. And like, his situation is unique because like when you come from that level of underdeveloped can canvas, you know, so underdeveloped such a, body, such
0: a tall, thin. <laughs> like, into like yeah. a very, like, like, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe his body. It's just like, like a one, he's like one size all the way from shoulders down to his feet.
1: Right. And like, and when you had that, like, it's just these people could be like, okay, this is, we're going to develop everything. And it's, I feel like it's, a, I'm not shaming or halting his progress either. The dude looks better than I will ever look. But like, you know these people can design these like really specific workouts and stuff to do. And like, hey, if you, you want to do deltoids for three hours on a Monday, he's got all the the room and power to do that because they're just basically creating this muscle figure out of nothing. I, I feel that it's a little bit harder. When it's the other way around, when you're heavier and have to go down, you know, like I I feel that it's a little bit more difficult that way, but Camille, you're looking great. Um, The bread pudding you eat for your cheat day and stuff, like I'm, I'm personally not a bread pudding guy, but you look like you're loving it and you fucking deserve it.
0: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And it's, it's, that's sort of, it's a, it's, it's a thing that we, that like, it's a thing like in the, in the weightlifting community that like, it's, we call them newbie gains. Mm -hmm. That like you're when you start, you jump from let's just say like you bench 100 pounds one time. That's your max bench. In a couple of months, you can go from 100 to 200. Um, Mm -hmm. With regular, you know, with regular, a a good routine, good nutrition, staying, you know, staying, staying on program, you can go from 100 to 200 in like three months, Uh, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, It's a lot harder when you're already really big and strong to go from 300 to 400 from 400 to 500. Like, the progress just... It, it It's on... You know, it's on... Like, it's on a really steep curve. That progress really fucking stops. And it's the same way with your body. If you're mm-hmm. already kind of, like, big and muscular, it's hard to, like, suddenly get super ripped unless you... Unless you're basically just, like, starving yourself like you're a bodybuilder or something. But when you are starting from nothing, it's a lot easier to look a lot better. Which is mm-hmm. why... it's Which is why most uh, A-list-type actors are just really thin pieces of clay.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, you make a good point on that, dude. Definitely. And, like, I got to tell you, man, like, I... I would just love to be in that position where like, Hey, this is your job. We need you to be Jack. So here's your uh, personal trainer and everything. And you just take three months and go get ripped. And in the end there's a couple million dollar check for you. I know. Right. Like (laughs) I I, I love, yeah. And like, I've been like still listening to the, it's always sunny podcast. I'm, I'm almost caught up with it and stuff. And like, I'm like Rob McElhaney is like, um, I think he's great on this podcast. Like for some, there's something about him that, that I particularly enjoy. Um, Charlie and uh, Glenn Howerton are great too, but I just particularly, I'm just really drawn to like some of the stuff that he says. And like, I just thinking about it, man. And I'm like, man, this guy, like, you know, went went for the heavy Mac and everything, then is now just like jacked he looks like this is the best he's ever looked you know just I, I was watching the imagine dragons video with him and kayla Olson came on at the gym looks like it just looks amazing it was the best he's ever looked and stuff and like i just i want that fucking life, man i like that's that's the life i want to live right there
0: yeah yeah it's i mean credit to him for in the course of this show essentially gaining and losing a combined what 200 pounds yeah, he lost a human. He lost like a me. My yeah, just
1: fell off of his body.
0: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, like I'm like talking like combined weight gain to weight loss over the over the course of the show. Because I bet I know he he probably weighed what 130 the first season.
1: Oh, he was little dude. He was there's so if thin. that guy cracked a buck 75. I would be surprised.
0: <clears throat> um, I, so I'm guessing he probably weighed between 130 and 140 that first season. He's also not very tall. I mean, he's, he's not like short, but. He's like a very normal height. Of, he's like 5'9 or something. Um, mm-hmm. So then he goes from that to, what, was it season 6? Was the Mac got fat or season 7?
1: I will look that up right now, but I believe it is season 6.
0: Okay. So in the course of essentially five years, he went from like 130 to 250. And then now he's probably around like 180 right now. Um, so 130, yeah, he basically gained and lost 200 pounds. That's
1: absurd. Yeah, dude, that is like that is absolutely like that's just like an incredible feat right there. You know, you, not something that you want to be doing all the no, time. No, at all. Like, Especially like the that, gaining but,
0: part, doubling your body yeah. weight. You
1: don't want to do that. Yeah, I mean, like it makes me wonder, like if Christian Bale at any point. It's sorry, I was wrong. It's the start of season seven is when he gains. The okay, weight. so uh, yeah, I like like Christian Bale. Like there has to be something down the line where like this the loss and I mean, he's done it maybe like two times, I think between like the Dick Cheney, the dark Knight, the machinist, like those, mm-hmm. those eras of Christian there, there's gotta be something later on in life where that catches up to him. Like, I, I don't know what it's going to be, but like, it, it, I don't know if it's just going to be like, he can't do it anymore. Or if it leads to like, hopefully it doesn't lead to a major complication, but that's like gotta attack. come back.
0: Yeah. Right? It's, it's especially like the, 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 the weight loss for the machinist was fucking frightening. Like that oh, was yeah. that was fucking frightening, and then like on the heels of that, to get to get himself from like about I think he weighed like 115 pounds, which is again this is a guy who's like six feet tall that's mm-hmm. absurdly thin, um, to go to what probably about 190 for the for the Dark Knight for and, well Batman and, Begins and, um,
1: yeah, built too <laughs> yeah
0: like that is an astounding rebound for your body astounding.
1: Yeah, it's it's nuts. And then he, I think he went even heavy. He went heavier with Dick Cheney, and then lost it a, a again. You know, so I, I don't, I haven't seen Christian Bale recently. I, I know he's not heavy, but like, or even American Hustle, he was heavy too. So it's like, dude, like man, just your body is gonna like one day like phone you and tell you, man, just like no moss, no more of this
0: stuff. <laughs> right. Oh uh, yeah, that yeah. I I, I kind of forgot about the machinist and how like literally in the course of two years from. The Machinist to uh, Batman Begins. He went from 115 to 190. That's, oof. Anyway, uh, I like it, though. Dude. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll communicate on, like, which ones that we're going to do, um, you know, for that part. I already yeah, have some of ideas.
1: course. Yeah, definitely. I got a couple ones, too. I want to go through a couple of more workouts and stuff just to make sure that everything I need is either at my gym or at my house or a combinationable.
0: Yeah, yeah, gotcha. All right, I did have, I, I had a challenge here that I actually mostly completed at this point. And in fairness, you couldn't, because, well, I mean, I guess you're going to try, but you're on vacation. Um, so, makes it a little bit harder to, like, yeah, honey, I don't want to go see the whales. I got to go do some fucking hammer curls real quick. Real quick. Um, sure, right. <laughs> so, totally fine. Chema, you have, so, Chema hasn't gotten to this part yet, but the challenge is, it's called 100 or more, 3 or less. So, on 4 different exercises, we're going to try to hit 100 reps in 3 sets or less. Um, we're going to do some, we're going to do bench or dumbbell press, um, better for barbell rows or seated lat rows, basically the same mm-hmm. movement, just seated or standing. Um, and then a, of your choice, a bicep and a tricep exercise. Um, no, no limits on that. But if you, I would say that if you could use like, as opposed to using a machine, machines do yeah. make things easier. Um, but you know, whatever, it's, it's not a big deal if you decide to go for it, that's fine. Um. No weight requirements on it, but like, don't just like pick up the bar and bench it, like, right? Kind of yeah. defeating the defeating the purpose, right? Right. So, um, so Chema's gonna get to this at some point in time. I've I have completed at this point Chema uh, bench, uh, bicep, um, and I did I did these seated uh, these seated lat rows, and I have to do triceps yet. And I'll I'll go and I'll go ahead and give you my experience, so I can like impart some wisdom um as you as you do this so the first attempt at bench i actually didn't get it i went for one sixty five and the first set i got forty two and okay i thought that I was kind of jamming along pretty well there that felt pretty good um definitely definitely was like really tight out of breath but you know whatever i thought okay this is pretty good I think I can get this for sure so i i'll do this a lot of times with like one thirty five i'll before I even get into like heavier work, I'll just hit like a set of 30, 40, 50, whatever, and then Mm -hmm. jump into the heavier work. I kind of forgot that like, then I don't try to do it again. So like, so the next time when I went to get one sixty five, um, I fell way short of where I thought I was going to get to. Um, so I went from 42 down to 25, which Mm -hmm. then, you know, put those two numbers together. That puts me well fucking short of considering I can only get then 25 the next time, I'm probably not going to get 34. Um, right. Coming back for a third set. So the third set, I got 20. Um, so I ended up doing 87 bench reps at 165. And yeah, that was really, really fucking hard. So I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't really sure if I should have stopped myself at like 35 on the mm-hmm. first set, tried to save some energy, but I don't think it would have mattered um, gotcha. quite so much. Um, so the second time I attempted, I actually did it today. Um, the second time I attempted it, I did, I went down to one forty five, And and actually got to 105 total reps.
1: Nice. So
0: I, I did clear it first, first set. I did it at 50 second set at 35. And then by that point it was like, well, I guess I'll just like round up and do 20 as opposed to doing like 15. Cause I could definitely do more than 20 or right. do more than 15. So I hit 20 and I mean, for sure it was like 20 pounds lighter. So it'd be that figures into it obviously but i think what i really think the two biggest things that i that i did i only did two warm-up sets and they were very light like Mm -hmm. they're quick they were light um i think i warmed up at 95 pounds i i actually just did the bar for like a set of 20 just to get the you know the blood flowing then i did 95 for like a set of 10 and that was that was it that i just went straight into it the first time I actually worked up heavier than 165 to sort of like, I don't know, try to mentally get a feel for like what it would feel like if it was heavy and then went back down. I think that fucking killed at least five or six reps. Mm-hmm. And then, and then something that I noticed, something that I thought about like as I was doing it the first time, my triceps were really sore. So when I did bicep work this week, I just, or I did arm work this week, I just didn't do triceps to try to, gotcha. to, try to save them for bench. And I think that made a difference. So. That's been completed. I did uh, I did a, I did hammer curls for for my biceps, and um, there I, I did them with a home weight, so they're like about thirty seven pounds. I think is like what each dumbbell was. Um, okay. I got it in two sets, so I did two sets of fifty. Um, nice. And as I've and as we've talked about before, I like this is something I do regularly. Is I do like very high rep uh, bicep movements and tricep movements, but I don't usually do them. I don't usually do like that much weight. Usually mm-hmm. it's a little bit less than that. Um, so that was kind of a different... And I can tell you right now, the thing that's... The odd thing that's going to... Not odd. The thing that's going to fail first for you, Chema, your hands are going to hurt like fucking hell. Yeah. Your hands are going to hurt like hell. Um, so there's there's that. Um, and then I did do the... Like I said, I did the back exercise, did seated lat rows. We have like this plate-loaded machine um, at the gym. I was going to do them today. I was going to do bent over rows, but I forgot my belt. I didn't, so I didn't want to like, essentially, be hunched over that long, like supporting like 185 pounds. Um, mm-hmm. So I did it on a machine. So a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it cheat. It was 185 pounds on the machine, um, and again, I did it at 50, 35, and 20. So for like 105 total reps. Um, so the only thing I have left to do is, is triceps. Where I'm going with this here, Chema, is I would, I would try to get as I, I think there there's some wisdom in trying to kind of evenly divide it, but I think you're much better off going for as much as you can right off the bat.
1: Yeah, I think that that is going to be the way to do it because um, the last couple of days I've been, you know, kind of preparing to do this with like higher rep sets and stuff like that and there is just a noticeable difference between what you're able to take between your first and second set and stuff like that. Mm. And even if like what was I doing? I was doing lat pull downs today. yeah and um, w- which is not a part of this challenge and everything, but I was doing right. those today and I did like a I did like a set of like 30 or something like on a lower weight, maybe like a um somewhere like a 75 or 85 yeah. weight on the, the lap pull down. And like when I went to go do the second set, I was like, wow, 10. And I'm already like, Jesus Christ. Yep. Like, oh, my, my body's like, like you know, not locked up on me. But I'm just like, Jesus Christ, if Jess could see me now, you know? Like, I was like, damn. So um, the um, that is a really, really good point. It's just been knock however as much you can out in the first set, for sure.
0: Yeah, knock, knock as much as you can out in the first set. And it's it sort of, I can't really give you a time, like, on how long to wait. Like, I don't like, you know, what, what kind of break you should take in between. Cause I feel like if you wait too long, you can kind of get yourself out of rhythm, especially yeah. with something like bench or, or dumbbell press. Like there is, there is definitely like a rhythm you want to get into when you're like have to move that many. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't give you any like tips on that, like on how long you should wait in between, but certainly like whatever your chest is not like completely on fire would be right yeah it would be a good time to maybe you know rev up and go for it again but I would um yeah I would um also when you do these so this is and this is something in, in general when I tell people to do high rep stuff like especially with something like bench it's a long movement um mm-hmm. don't worry about doing like a full extension on it you're not at okay. lifting meat like no yeah. one's gonna judge you for going like locking your elbows out and locking the bar up okay you basically kind of want to do about like I'll, I'll call it like a 60% rep Maybe 60, maybe two-thirds Like, okay. you want to touch your chest Get about two-thirds of the way back up And then right back down
1: Okay, good, good to know That's really good to know, yeah, because that is a long movement And for me, when my arms are three and a half foot long each That is a very long you, movement I, I have, I'm, I'm one of those
0: people Even though I'm not like, especially tall I have long arms and long legs So like, my bench is long My squat's long mm-hmm. Um, it. it it's one of those things like when you at a meet or something, you have to extend all the way up, but right. we're not at a meet and I don't give a fuck. So like just yeah, get that 60%, get that about 60% of the, of your full rep and then right back down.
1: Okay, good. That is a very good piece of advice too. Cause that extra 40, 30% or whatever on the extension that to me is, I think that is something that has bigger potential to tire you out, to have to lock out every single time. Mm-hmm that then just doing the 60. So that's a really good piece of advice. It's
0: like, if you were like, if you ever, if you ever really get interested in lifting heavy, that's what you want to do. Like you want to Mm -hmm. like hit, you're going to want to hit three to five reps, full reps, arms all the way out, lock back down. That like helps you build that strength when you're trying to, when you're trying to stress just your chest muscles, don't worry about it. Like it's, it's the, you know, the form becomes a little bit less important.
1: Gotcha, dude. That's a really good piece of advice right there
0: all right um let's move on now to chemo let's move on to spirit challenges of the heart um you've already you kind of mentioned it on uh off air actually so i wanted to i cut cut you off off air because i wanted to save the bulk of this for uh for this this is one i actually haven't done yet i really haven't had a chance um first challenge here is be kind or get the fuck out um pay a stranger a compliment doesn't have to be you don't have to like you know really connect with them necessarily but like Go up and give someone a compliment you know that would put them in a better mood. And you have a tell tell me about your experience doing this.
1: Okay, dude. So when I was at the resort, I was paying out an overabundance of compliments, dude. Like I said, one of the nicest staff I have ever been around, and everybody was. so goddamn helpful like weird this is just like service on a level that i had never like experienced before like i remember i was eating um we were eating like a snack or whatever and it was at a stand-up table at like this outside kind of thing they set up and this guy just like i had i picked up a plate off the table and turned around this literally was going on for two seconds there was a guy right up just to take my plate like i was like i you know i said down. i was like dude you do not have to do this, but I very, very much appreciate you and you're just kicking ass doing a great job. And this is like one of a million compliments that I had paid out throughout the course of the, uh, the, the weekend, the video thing was a little bit hard to do. Um, and for a lot of reasons, is like just trying to have your phone. Like what do you, it's like, are you, you know, I don't know, like me walking up with the phone, looking a like weird. a selfie and stuff. So I was thinking about like, okay, so what if like Jess records me doing it, you know? I was like, okay, so maybe this is a good idea, right? Like this, you know, she could just kind of like hang off in the background and like I talk louder, get it on film, right? And then like, I'm not gonna lie, man. Like this, this kind of got to me here is like, um, I just feel like it looks really bad, like me purposefully complimenting, like having my. Fiance take the video of me complimenting like the hotel staff like in uniform and everything It just to me the what I'm seeing in my mind just looks really wrong You know and like not not wrong in the sense that like it's cruel or anything. It just looks really weird like hey Thank you so much and I like look into the camera and stuff, you know, yeah so I had some style issues, I guess, in terms of like trying to actually do this, have it like, I, I, the authenticity is going to be there, but just not have it look so like I'm on a fucking game, like I'm a game show host with a microphone or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like something a little less robotic.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, Jim, I'm with you hundred percent. This is one of those ones in my head. I was just kind of like, I was kind of like. I'm not really sure how you're gonna capture this necessarily, um, and I could I could almost see I could almost see like if you were to put this up on social media on your own that people would think that it's fake. Yeah, that's that's yeah. like in my mind. So like, you know, like I'm I, I'm actually glad you have this story about like trying to do this, but like it is one of those ones that doesn't translate necessary necessarily for like a visual, um, unless you're just exceptionally lucky to get like a like yeah. To get one of those genuine moments on camera, unless you're exceptionally lucky.
1: Like the first thing that comes to my mind of what this would look like is just like, uh, imagine like a guy who like, I don't know, gets some kind of controversy happens. Like, you know, and for me being a, a tall white male and stuff, I look like a guy who's going around like trying to like make up for something wrong that he did. You know, that's like the that's like what comes to my mind here and stuff. So I got I got to kind of figure out a way to have it be a little bit more um, a little bit more natural, um, and at least in terms of like a video presentation and stuff.
0: Yeah, I i, I feel you. I just wouldn't I wouldn't even worry about it in, in terms of that. Like, I, I'm not even that's not wanting them to film or anything um, because I just don't want like I just for me. It, that's you're right. It's already kind of awkward. And then for me, like, as, like, by myself going up to try to, like, like get someone's reaction to a compliment that I'm giving them, it seems, like, even more off-putting for, yeah. <laughs> who, you know, whoever
1: I'm giving the compliment to. I mean, like, dude, like, you and I are bigger guys, too, so, like, I mean, it's going to be you and me, you know either it's, we're, there's a good chance you and I are going to be like towering over somebody like, thank you so much for all your help today. Right. I, I don't know, man. It's just like in my heart, like what I'm doing, like is it, the act itself is, is very cool. You know, it's a very nice thing who doesn't love being complimented, but I'm afraid just like what it would look like on video, you know, cause I don't video all that well. So right <laughs> it's just going to look bad. It's just going to look bad.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Dude, th- there's, <laughs> like, this is one of those things. Like, I I always imagine, like, or since I always imagine, but like, the like, when you go out to like, especially when we're in our twenties and you know we're we're a little bit more a little bit more social out of the bars like more frequently. Um, I understand why women are afraid of men. We're like a lot of us. We're these giant fucking hairy creatures who look like at any moment like some of us look like we could just like pick, like, some little girl up and just, like, throw her across the room. So, like, I totally understand why that freaks, like, women out. And then imagine, like, a really big guy coming up to you, camera in your, you know, phone in your face, camera on, like, talking to you. And you're just, like, Mm -hmm. like, that has to be so off-putting and so alarming.
1: Yeah, like, they they're just going to be so freaked out. I think by what is going on to and just totally miss the fact that all you're trying to do is like compliment them, you know, like yeah. it's almost going to look like they're like a, like a face cringe or like one of those things where like they're in a permanent state of sucking their teeth together and stuff like something like that. It's just not going to yeah. look right.
0: But I, but I will say this Shama, I guarantee you, you made that, um, you made the staff stay, um, at the resort guarantee. you. And it's, I, it's one of those things that like, It really doesn't take a lot. Like, I remember working in the service industry. It doesn't take a lot to make my day when you just tell me that I'm doing a good job.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, that is a very simple way to, like, pull me out of any kind of work funk I might have. It's just, like, my boss says, hey, dude, you're doing a good job. I'm like, yeah, it's just little reinforcement things like that every now and then, you know? Like, I don't want it every day. I don't need it every day, but sometimes it's nice, and when it's unexpected, it's even better.
0: Exactly. That was... I'm like it's not. A, this is not a secret whatsoever. You want to um, you want to get on the good side of a bartender. Um, just shower them with compliments, and they will be mm-hmm. quick. They will be very quick to get back to you. Um, you know, yeah. compliment and a nice tip to start off the night. If you're gonna be like in one place for a while, guarantee you they'll be more responsive to you than everyone else.
1: Yeah, of co- of course, dude, without a doubt. All right. Uh, how about uh, challenge number two here? This is the chemist's choice. Okay, so mine is kind of piggyback, piggybacking off yours, and it's called the sack—the simple act of kindness. Oh, and this is to perform a random, an act of kindness for a random person you come across in public. It does not have to be a grand spectacle, but it has to be something that you know kind of helps them out. And like you know, for for me, this will this will be very easy to do. I do go to the grocery store, and there are a lot of people that aren't <laughs> that tall that go to the grocery store. I'm helping people <laughs> with shelves all the freaking time. So like something like that might Mm. be a um, example of carrying something for somebody helping them out. Like with a, you know, holding a door. If somebody's got like a a bunch of shit in their hands or something, like just some little thing that, that you could do that helps somebody out, you know, in a a situation you randomly find yourself in.
0: I, yes, I like this and I'm not going to lie. I kind of like the visual of you just like for this challenge, you just waiting in the store Mm. for like just waiting near like, like, Oh, like, and you like going to someone, do you need anything off the top here? No, you don't. Okay. Okay. Just let, let me know if you do though. I love that visual.
1: Oh dude, believe me. There are a couple aisles in the grocery store that I just need to walk up and down two or three times the way that they put shit in the store somebody is going to need help. I, or I, I just have a feeling it's like fishing for me. I will get this. Uh, I will get this in in no time.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, but I, I like it. That, that's a really good idea. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm, actually, I'm trying to think the last time that I like just off the head, the last up top of my head, the last time I did this for someone, which sounds really rude, but I think the pandemic has sort of dampened a lot of, um, interpersonal contact with strangers
1: yeah oh dude I totally hear you on this and like I even have like almost like a certain criteria of people that I that I help and stuff like that like I'm not helping any tall white people that look like myself like you could fucking get on that (laughs) shelf and reach it yourself you reach it yourself you know what I'm saying like I ain't helping your ass (laughs) but um so like there are times like in the pandemic where like I have just been like for particularly with like bigger people and stuff you know like people that are my size I'm just like I kind of want you to like keep your distance like you have you you and I are like I, I, there there's nothing that I'm going to be able to help you at the grocery store with, you know, if we're outside the grocery store and your car needs jumped. Yeah. I'll definitely help you out here. But if you are somebody that cracks the five foot 11 plane, like there's no reason for you to be having a discussion with me in the grocery store. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Unless they're just that lazy, but yeah. I, gotcha. <laughs> right.
1: I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, they're like, dude, like this, um, this has happened before like there's just like you know a lot of like older people and stuff that kind of come into my my grocery store and everything these people like will ask me i have no problem doing it and stuff but i just like re- i refuse to help younger people that have my same um, my same body type in the store if it's Go too, if it's too it
0: tall if, if they're asking for help <laughs> then it's too tall for you too
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, like what? 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 do you want me to do? Attempt to get it for you? Like, come on. Stand on top of each other. <laughs> right. Do the human pyramid in the store for a for a box of Nature Valley bars? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, like that challenge. Um, yeah. I think the I think the grocery store is going to be a good spot for that. Um, all right. Challenge number three here, Chema. This is a little surprise one for you. Um, I'm calling this sharing is caring. Um, next episode, you know, take your time and, and pick one, but. Share with everyone a photo on your phone that makes you happy. And why does it make you no happy? No problem. Oh, um,
1: yeah,
0: of Pretty simple one. Just so, you know, don't don't take a picture of something you already have. Um, and then we'll oh, yeah. we'll get into the, um, you know, we'll get into, like, the why behind it, um, you know, when we do our little follow-up episode.
1: No problem. I'm writing that down in my outline right now. Very nice. I already got, I already have more than a couple of uh, nominees.
0: I Same here. I'm just sort of kind of, like, trying to... St- kind of trying to sift through the ones that I think would be that like, you know, the ones that like I could do what, are, I guess the one that makes me the happiest. I don't know that's kind of a bad way to look at it, but the one I think is the better story behind it.
1: Yeah, I gotcha. Gotcha.
0: All right, Chema, let's get down to our next ancestral tenant. And that is the tenant of community. We're going to do some challenges to benefit our area. Um, so the first one, it's pretty simple. Giving back. Um, we'll just each pitch a lo- pick a local charity to donate to um you don't have to have that in mind now i actually do have something in mind right now but you know we'll determine the amount what we're going to give like and why we're going to give it um you know if there's a reason behind just other than like you know something you know it's obviously something good to do but beyond that like why you think that this is like a worthwhile charity just out of curiosity is there anything in mind right now that you have
1: okay it's either going to be going towards either something social justice related that i gave i gave like a hundred or so dollars to various like social justice organization last year, including black lives matter and um, some other programs that were in like the same vein, you know, like I gave money to LGBTQ one uh, and a couple other of like things that a couple other organizations that were not as big as those two. So I'm either going to go for something like that, or I'm going to go into something in the medical field. And like, I personally, I, um, I still go through them even though now I, I think my, my doctor and I have found this medication that works um, I have cluster headaches I've had them forever I, mm-hmm. when we first started recording I even managed to get some of them during a couple episodes which was not fun and uh, <laughs> um, so like I plan on making a donation to something along the like something to fund research or some kind of organization there's a couple of um, organizations for cluster headaches that I'm aware of, I'm just not entirely positive as to how to donate to them because I never have. Anytime I have donated money, it's always been to artsy stuff or mm-hmm. social justice stuff.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, all, yeah. That's that's. I would if I were to give every nonprofit and every charity like a a really small bit of advice, make it really easy for us to donate to you. Because yeah. in this, just in the last couple of days as I was searching, I like I said, I have some ideas, um, you know, something to either address uh, homelessness in Cuyahoga or Summit County. Um, that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. Um, or, you know, potentially food insecurity. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's sort of where my head is at right now. Finding some of like, just like, finding just essentially on a website a button that says donate for some of these organizations is really difficult. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: oh, I believe. Oh, it. so yeah. Do you not want money? I don't understand, like, why there isn't like that's not like the first thing on your page. Yeah, that's why you guys. That's why you exist. Like that, there would be no organization without that donate button. You think that'd be front and center? I, I, just, or, I just this
0: very weird thing that I've noticed in searching, like, like I went through. Like the first thing I did, I went through um, Summit County has like I can't remember. I think it's like I think it's like literally Summit County dot org or something. Has like, a, has, like, an extensive list of all of the of, all of the nonprofits and charities in Summit County. And you can, like, some of them are linked directly to the website or whatever, their websites. And, like, some of these websites are, like, very difficult to navigate. And I'm like, how, how do you exist as a charity if people don't know what the fuck you are and how to give you money?
1: Right. Yeah, I don't get it. I do not understand this at all. Like, th- this is something I have noticed myself, that it is rather difficult to give people money. And I really fucking hate that i will tell you i'm not gonna lie i hate when people make giving stuff complicated it's easier for amazon to like take my money in an order form than <laughs> right. it is for me to willingly give money to somebody that needs it and a business that is pull foundation some foundations foundations are donating money
0: right uh, that it confuses the hell out of me but um, yeah, no, we, we have no need to settle on this right now, we can, we can circle back on this, but, um, yeah, good, to, good to see that we both have like a direction that we want to go with in terms of the giving back. Um, so Chema, how about you? What, what's your, uh, what's your community challenge here?
1: Okay. So man, I'm going to say something here that is, it's a hundred percent true. And it's actually kind of weird that I haven't done this. So I thought we were going to put it in for a challenge here. I've never done any volunteer work in my entire life. Okay, ah. never in in my entire life. Okay, uh, I got out of. I graduated high school with a with a little help from my friends and a teacher that really didn't give a shit about where your paperwork came from. So, um, I that would have been my only time that like I would have ever had to like really had to volunteer to like do something, you know. But I got out of it. So I and now kind of wanting to give something back for the fact that I did not give back before. And um, this right here is something that definitely doesn't have to be done right away. And especially because with the weather and stuff like that, like there are just way there's volunteer opportunities all over the place. Yeah. But like, I feel that like when the weather changes, there might be more opportunities and also opportunities to do stuff outside. So what I figure we could do is just, basically find a place that you feel is worth volunteering for and take one of their minimum shifts. You know, like there are sometimes you, you might get a two hour or four hour an eight right. hour shift or something. Right. Take the smallest one, put a little time in and, um, and you know, give back to an organization via action.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, you know, it's funny cause I'm not, I'm not like totally surprised that you haven't. And I don't mean that, like, from, um, like, yeah, that chummy's a real piece of shit. Of course he's never volunteered. I don't, I, I really don't mean it like that. Um, when I when I went to college, when I went to BG, I joined a fraternity. And all mm-hmm. fraternities have a, um, some charity organization that they're involved with. And ours was uh, National Food Drive. And we actually, like, this was, one, I really fucking love doing this. This is by far, like, our like, my favorite, like, thing that we did throughout the year in terms of, like, um, in terms of charitable, <clears throat> in terms of charitable works, is my favorite thing that we did throughout the course of the year, um, and, like, we, we, you know, we worked directly with, um, the BG Food Pantry, and, like, one year we ended up donating, in terms of monetary donations and actual, you know, canned good, you know, wrapped goods don- donations, um, one year, I think it was my sophomore year, we got 66,000 pounds of food to the BG Food Pantry, um, something like that and Jesus. because like we were so we got really really good at this we ended up help we ended up basically being the um um i guess like the heads of like a campus-wide food drive and clothes or campus-wide clothing drive excuse me it was ba- you know it was, it was a bgu clothing drive but like uh my fraternity lambakai we we're the ones that were like spearheading it and like organizing it because we got so good at this so like my my college experience when you're in a fraternity, at least at BG, like you have to do this work. Like this is something that's required of you. But yeah. would have done it regardless because it was it was a lot of fun to do. It's it's really good. It's one of the some of the funniest moments we have were like on these like bag collections, like the next on like the pickup day when we're all mm-hmm. very hungover, driving around sure. Bowling Green picking up canned goods. Like it, it's and and the night and like the night before like setting everything up and putting stuff out like. It was a blast. So like my experience definitely was, was very different and when you do join most fraternities or or any kind of campus organization you usually have some kind of charity or nonprofit sort of tied with it to just to yeah. legally exist on campus. So right. not surprised that you didn't have that experience that I have.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you dude, like that actually sounds like something cool. You know, you get together with like your fraternity brothers like it's everybody you kind of united for like a common cause and a good one mm-hmm. no less. Like, with me in high school, like, we had to do that 40 hours of community service in order to graduate. Yeah. I kind of thought that that was bullshit. And, like, I also, at the time, was really, like, financially hurting and stuff. Like, I was doing, like, shitty telemarketing jobs and stuff. So, like, any any time that I really had in my senior year, even though we had four years to do it, um, <laughs> was, like... <laughs> was devoted to like work and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This was yeah. like, you're done. Was done at school or done at school at like three 30 was at work by five. Like I, I worked till like whatever my shift ended nine, sometimes 11, whatever it was. And like, I, I was making like no money too. On top of it also it's like working like super hard. And at the end of the week you get this like $87 paycheck or whatever it was. And um, <laughs> I just was like, I just I didn't have like any time to do it. So I found a situation that allowed me to kind of take advantage of this whole thing. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Richards, the Oscar Mayer Richards himself, did not give a shit. Like he, he was the guy that they assigned to um, make sure all the seniors worked their uh, community service hours and stuff this guy did not want to do this job. Like he's having to like call people in like, Hey, I noticed you haven't started yet. Like, here's a, here are these programs you could do. So like when this guy, like I handed him this documentation, there was no questions asked and he was just like more or less relieved that he didn't have to have a conversation with me about (laughs) community service. (laughs) Right. Oh gosh. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it it is, you know, it's funny because I had to, um, I had to do that community service, then additional community service because Joey X and I broke into the middle school to uh, to play midnight basketball, and Voss was there too. Um, That's
1: right. That's right.
0: So I had to do so, and I I was one of those people that waited until senior year to do it. So I ended up doing like Mm -hmm. 90 hours of community service, my like legitimately doing it all like my senior year. Which I mean, I mean it was fine. Like don't get me wrong, like it, it was fine, but it was just like. God damn it. Like my weekends are very occupied now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. And like, do you remember what community service you had to do for the, the midnight basketball incident? It,
0: it was anything that we wanted to do. It just had to be okay. documented. Um, they didn't, they, it wasn't like they like, there, there wasn't a program or anything they had for us.
1: Okay. Gotcha. I thought, so like, so like I, I
0: did like, I like two of the hours was helping like two of the hours were like, was like helping my, um, I think it was like my aunt, like clean up her garage. Like, okay, that, that kind of shit counted, but like for the regular, because it was, it was difficult because for the regular community service, I was coaching basketball and baseball.
1: Oh, cool. So you got to do something cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I, I was like, for some reason, the image of you, Voss and Yaks and jumpsuits, picking trash of the road, <laughs> like Joe taking the stick and like, you know, putting it between his legs, like, Hey guys, look at my dick. Like that kind and of Voss, like that. laughing hysterically yeah laughing hysterically at that yeah that's exactly the image that came to my mind so i'm glad you got to do something cool and not that yeah yeah
0: uh but i like it absolutely Well, uh, again something we can discuss i think i think you're pretty right on that that i mean i guess there's no bad time to volunteer but there's gonna be more opportunities as yeah. the weather changes it also as uh covid recedes um right. there's probably more opportunities too
1: yeah, like we got like what I'm leaning towards is like a beach cleanup effort and stuff. We had the, the beach is like right on the other side of the hill for me, and they have all they have a lot more cleanup efforts as the um, springtime happens because mm-hmm. of just all this shit washes ashore from the rains and all this stuff in the yep. wintertime. So there's more there's more opportunities like that, and I may actually run into Alex Morgan, who actually does one of these things in Manhattan Beach. So like oh, who sure. knows? There you yeah.
0: go. All right, let's move on to our final our final ancient tenet of consumerism. These are gonna be purchasing challenges. Um, did you perchance have a chance to do this one, this first one yet?
1: Oh, I have yes. Okay, I have, good. Well, I'm okay. glad we're both gonna have something to talk about here. Yeah, um, I, I got I gotta save one thing for the follow up episode because it's a, a birthday present for Jess, okay. which is which is weird but kind of quirky and cool in its own way, and I have the explanation for it. Okay, but I am able to talk about one of the things because they together they totaled thirty dollars.
0: Okay, cool, cool. So this first one, just gonna call it Amazon weirdness. Uh, we are spending no more than thirty dollars, so you know whatever. I, I think. I, can't, I have the total down here. I'll, I'll get to it. But, you know, I didn't want you to like go out and spend, like, $200 on something stupid for the fucking show. Like, it's, Keep it small. <laughs> right. Uh, and it didn't have to come necessarily from Amazon. I know that's just, like, the easiest way to do this. Um, but it could have been from any other retailer, um, online or otherwise. Um, and it's something that might not be, like, totally useful. And I this is where I came up with this. So it's something that's not totally useful but definitely a little bit weird and you felt compelled to buy – for whatever reason, Chema, I get some of the strangest targeted ads on on Instagram, social media in general. I just I get some yeah. of the strangest targeted ads for like weird like building supplies, miniature bridges. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I'm like I don't know like why these are coming to me, but at the same time, some of them I'm like I kind of want to buy that scaled bridge. Yeah, not sure yeah. why, but I kind of do. So. You know, so in that vein, um, what, what did you – okay, so give me your, your one of your things here that you bought okay. that is just kind of strange.
1: Okay, I bought a shampoo applicator. Okay, so <laughs> te- technology has completely made putting shampoo on your hands and rubbing it on your hair – obsolete okay oh thank goodness and, yeah i know right that was that was a major <laughs> so problem hard. in the world that was going on and stuff like that right so what this is is a like a small circle a circular can you know uh thing and it has these rubber teeth like on it okay it almost looks like a scrub brush okay but like but not as bristly we're talking like defined like liberty spiky type points and i think there's about like nine of them on there total maybe maybe one or two less and what you do is you put shampoo on this thing and then rub it on your head (laughs) and like it's um i guess where this thing is supposed to really give you that bang for your buck and make you say no more to hands is um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's supposed to like take the shampoo and it like, I guess it, and I could feel there's a noticeable difference in the way it feels, but it's supposed to give you like a, a real like deep, hard kind of um, scalp like scrub and everything like that, which is rumored to then like, you know, it's not saying that it's like going to grow your hair back, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, do this, and like you know, it encourages hair growth, like so many fucking things out there on the market do. So that is my weird purchase from Amazon, a shampoo applicator.
0: I like I can sort of see it if you were someone that was like very disabled, like you didn't have a hand or something, or whatever. Like I could kind of see it, or you you had, I don't know, like weird club hands or something. Um, Mm -hmm. I could kind of see it, but even then I I can't like, it just does not this is one of those products. I can't remember. I I know I had a better term for this uh, more recently with another conversation with someone, but it's like a product that is a solution to a non-problem.
1: Yes, exactly. It's
0: solving nothing in particular.
1: Yeah. There are like, I, I look at it as like one of these, it's like one of these Things that were invented, it's almost like we, um, it's, this is like an Etsy kind of invention for me. Okay. Like, and the reason I call it that is because this is not a life changer. Okay. Like I have a, um, I have a bowl that I could put vegetables in that is, has spaces in it for a knife. You know what I'm saying? It's just like one of these little detail things that, well, like maybe that may make things a little bit easier. You know, it's like, there are just all kinds of like situational kind of products, I guess. That um, when I like like with my with my fruit bowl salad bowl maker thing, I'm just like, man, you know something? Cutting this cutting these vegetables up should be easier. And then I just like like make a salad easier. And then the first thing comes up and stuff. So these are just like dumb random things that I find out of just out of a situational kind of thing where I'm just like, all right, fuck it, you know. And um, this was one the shower shampoo applicator was one of those, like it was on Instagram and I get, I I get weird targeted ads too. I'm not going to lie. And these things go like, in all kinds of crazy directions you know it'll be a pool table followed by a basketball followed by a camera strap followed by a shower applicator so i picked um i picked the weirdest of this you know particular amazon invasion of my instagram
0: (laughs) that is so let me know if you ever get the the scaled bridge it's like a three-foot model of a bridge that's like I forgot what the scale is supposed to be, but it's it's supposed to be, like, a real bridge. I just don't remember which one it is. And I'm like... And it's not like it's a... It's not like it's, like, a toy, you know, for, like... You know, you've seen the people that build, yeah. like, the railroads, like, the little cities and stuff. It, it's not like that. It's, like, it's actually, like, snap. I, I don't know who this is for. Like, engineering students? Like, I don't know. Like, it just is a very strange okay. thing that I see.
1: All right, so I'm looking at a couple... So I'm seeing a scale bridge. One looks like um. One just looks like a little mini bridge, and they're offering – then they have all these – up. they have, like, a Golden Gate version of it that – I don't know if you build it. I don't know what the hell you do with these things. But uh, it almost looks like it's a really shitty answer to the Tranquility Fountain for your desk. That's kind of what it looks like. (laughs) Yeah, it kind
0: of does, actually. Um, Yeah, you're looking at it then. It's just – it's so weird that that comes up. I'm like, why would I – like – Unless my phone overheard me one day talking about bridges, not sure why I ever would have been, I've no idea why that came up as a targeted ad. Like it makes no
1: sense, yeah. that's uh, that makes no sense to me either. like I, I I could even understand, like, like let's just say you know, you're getting ready to buy a house or something, you know, and like, it's one of those bridges that goes in your backyard and you're supposed to like put plants underneath it. Like that is even a little bit more like a, a larger thing than this is a little bit more justified than just having this little bridge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's dude. It's strange. Um, speaking of strange, Chema, I will now get into what I purchased off of Amazon. Um, so these are ludicrous and I'm really not sure exactly where I can wear these things. Um, unless I began dropping acid and going to raves. So uh. I bought for $24. Um, and then like probably $2 shipping. I think I bought led cyberpunk rave glasses. Um, they're really more of a visor and they're fucking insane. They have like, it's like this glass shield that you, you wear essentially like glasses, obviously, but it's more like one piece of visor that goes around your wraps around your eyes and it has, it's like a, you know, it's like a, a hard, hardened kind of plastic, like tempered glass kind of plastic deal, um, that on it has almost like a video game style, like heads up display on it. And then embedded are a bunch of led lights that change colors and do they're fucking insane. Um, if you were an epileptic or otherwise photosensitive, I have to imagine that these could kill you. Um, like, there's a mode you can turn on that it's, like, it's, like, this gradient strobing mode back and forth, Mm -hmm. and it, like, it, it flashes over your eyes, and, like, it's disorienting. So if, if you, I'm sure they come with a warning, I'm not looking at the box right now, I'm sure they come with a warning, but if they don't, these could probably kill someone with, like, with those kind of photosensitive issues. Um, again, I don't know where I'm gonna take these, necessarily, but... I really can't wait to take this picture for, for this particular challenge because they, they are fucking insane.
1: Okay. I'm looking at a bunch of pictures of these right now. Do you remember the, the brand of the one you got? Um, Safe bow? Uh, no, hold just... on. I'm right near the box. One second.
0: Um, of course, they are made in China and they are just called LED glasses. <laughs> so...
1: Oh okay I so um yeah, yeah good the Im- the image I'm looking at right now is um it looks it's so it's a woman who sort of looks like Taylor Swift and she has this like bl- it's light up lit up in blue almost as the photo on Amazon it's like, probably, just looks it's probably like not a, right okay gotcha Wow yeah those are gonna cause some freaking damage to uh, to somebody with epilepsy that is for sure and yeah um, yeah, you know something? I think you should just go to a rave and see like what kind of friends you can make because you will be somebody who's getting a lot of attention and a lot of selfies taken with with these things for sure.
0: <laughs> I need I, I need to see so like there's there's like a couple pictures. If you're on the right ones, there's a couple of pictures of like someone at like a like a DJ at a rave, sort of like mm-hmm. looking down like what you know looking down their like their laptop and like their board and everything else. And I'm thinking I'm like if it's dark will these actually help you see better or will these make seeing things beyond like a certain distance harder to see? Like...
1: Oh, that's a good question. Light
0: can kind of, you know, like it's sort of like a flashlight. Like when you look at like the, like from a distance, if you're to look at like a point of light, like that's obviously Mm -hmm. very bright and the stuff around it actually gets darker. It gets harder to see. So I'm wondering if it has that kind of effect if like everything else is dark, which would make these really not great for looking at what you're doing during a
1: rave. Yeah no that's a really good point too like i wonder if there's any kind of like i guess practicality to them like or if you're if you are wearing something that like like almost like a suffer for fashion type thing where you're wearing something that's like not all that great but it just happens to look cool so i there's a yeah there's a lot to uh there's a lot to get into with these for sure i'm so kind of I'm very kind of perplexed by the whole thing right now because like I've I've seen light up glasses before, but I've never seen it like with the screen. I've always seen like where the uh, the the frames are maybe like lit up or something, or there's yeah. like a like glow stick on the side of them or some shit like that. But I've never seen it like this like Tron style before.
0: Tron style is a really good way to put it. That's that's exactly how it, like some like someone just someone probably in China just copied these from from Tron. Um, but yeah. like th- I've seen other ones too, where like they're fake. Um, and by fake, I mean like you can't see through them. Like they're, um, they have like led panels in where the lenses would be. And like, you're not supposed yeah. to wear them around. You're supposed to take pictures with them. Right. Like that's like the point. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why like, and this is one, again, this is one of those things that just popped up. I was like, this looks really absurd. I really need to buy these. And they're like, I think they're like twenty four ninety nine. I think that felt like about as much money as I want to spend on something that's absurd.
1: Right. Right. Dude, let me tell you, while we're on the subject of glasses, Jess for Christmas got me Bose Bluetooth sunglasses. Fucking amazing. Oh yeah. They're, they're sunglasses that you could listen to music through. They have a cool kind of like, it's kind of like a cool retro kind of style to them. And I was wearing them all around the goddamn resort. I, I wear them on my walks and stuff. They're fantastic. They sound great. And like I, there are times where like we run tests where I'm like, you know, a certain amount of feet from her. And I'm like, can you hear the music? And she's like, no. And it's like rocking like in the shades.
0: No oh shit. That, that's actually pretty cool.
1: Very cool. I was really just straight up knocked it out of the park on that gift. That's for sure. Nice. Very
0: nice. And then you said, and we're, so you you did have another gift that we're going to get to next time.
1: Yes. So the, the um, gift for Jessica, um, yeah, you bet. So the, um, it's, uh, I just closed my door. I do have something for, I got something for her as a birthday gift Her birthdays in a couple weeks. I will tell everybody what it is on our follow up episode. Cause that'll air by the time her, um, birthday starts and everything. Like what that. is, uh, what is her birthday? His, her birthday is the, um, February 6th. Oh, actually no. Okay. You know, so I'll do it right now. It's totally cool. Okay. okay? Cause, um, yeah I I just closed the door to make sure she couldn't hear but um so love Funkos Funkos however are getting like they're kind of getting a little lame if you ask me they're really pumping the fucking well sometime I, I get it like when a big movie comes out like a Marvel movie or something but like you can get Funkos for just about everything now so I've kind of lost a lot of my luster in terms of like regular funko collecting but i did find the perfect funko for her which is um sexy ned flanders like as a skier and stuff
0: and like um it's a
1: it's a a funko it's a funko doll it's a um it's not um mass marketed one it's like a like a comic-con or uh, something original from like the new york comic-con that whatever version of comic-con they had in new york this year so um that is what I um, what I got her and stuff is is part of this weird quirky challenge and stuff this whole thing this is just going to be one of the greatest conversation pieces like in our apartment for sure just to have Ned Flanders on skis in the form of a Funko I'm very much looking forward to it and there's this whole thing with her and the Simpsons I know she's going to love it
0: awesome awesome that's (laughs) oh sexy Ned Flanders Uh, oddly enough I just heard a podcast where
1: they're talking about how sexy Ned Flanders was um, oh, I, yeah, there has been a serious so like she's a huge Simpsons fan and like follows all these different kind of Simpsons centric social media pages like steamed hams and insert one sentence and it's a Facebook group. You know what I'm saying? like yeah. the, we're the Simpsons group like this, a really long title. So there has been a major uproar in these communities about stupid, sexy Flanders lately. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe the winter has something to do with it. This is maybe something that comes up every winter. I don't know. But we're talking memes, all kinds of crazy shit. It's just a big uproar with this character in um, the Simpsons community lately.
0: I mean, besides Flanders being ripped, um, which I can't remember what episode... I can't remember the first time that we saw that with The Simpsons. It was, I don't know, episode... Or season seven of 58 at this point. Yeah, Um, right. Like, it's it's been on for so long. Um, But, like, also in this, I think it was, actually, I think it was Blank Check they were talking about it for some reason. Um, Is there an episode where we find out that Flanders is a huge hog?
1: I wouldn't be surprised. It's, if there is, it's, this had to be one of these ones where, like, it's a season that is not one of their classic seasons. It's got to be something that's on the newer side. And when I say newer, 15 years.
0: (laughs) I know I feel like the way that they were talking about it it was like post it was post mod dying, okay, so I don't know like as like I'm a Simpsons fan, but not that hardcore, so I have no idea I can't point like when that was,
1: yeah, I like we have Simpsons reruns on pretty much every day and it has not happened in the the, the good run. It's not, it has not happened okay. in like the first like five seasons to ten seasons. Gotcha. I, I'm okay, pretty gotcha. positive on that. <laughs> okay, so
0: I feel like I feel like then the besides Flanders being like jacked, he also has a huge hog. We find out that it must be more recently in the last, let's say, ten to fifteen ten to fifteen seasons.
1: Yeah, that sounds like something that, uh, a joke they would make with a writer's room that's been doing this for way too long. Yeah. Like, what else could we pump out of Flanders that no one knows, you know?
0: What are they going to do when, um, (laughs) like, when uh, Dan, what is it, Castellaneta? Yep. How do you pronounce his last name?
1: Castellaneta, I think. Castellaneta. What are they going to do when he dies? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I personally feel that they should, like, they should end this now before any like real and you know that the simpsons is a historic show but like we, younger audiences and everything like that are not being exposed to like the good simpsons no so i just i'm surprised that they haven't really packed this i don't even. are people still watching this like i have no idea you know i have no idea if the ratings are just as good now as they were before but i think that they should really just pull the plug on this and end it on like the highest possible nostalgia plucking note that you can like almost like the last episode of Seinfeld, but in a cartoon and maybe not as bad as the last episode of Seinfeld, but some kind of clippy show to remind everybody and then just, and then just call it from there.
0: Yeah. I I would, I would agree with that. It's just, I don't know. Like what worries the reason why, like I think about that, what worries me is that like they have enough voice files that Mm -hmm. technically speaking, he never has to die. And right, that oh, yeah. would be a direction that they would decide to go because they want to make more money.
1: Yeah, w- without a doubt, dude. And like, even if they're not going to digitally create the voice, somebody out there can do a perfect Homer. Simpson. Oh, for sure. You know, like the, the, these people probably there are probably voice actors that are understudies and the third guy on the list and all that that they have right now, just oh, in case sure. something like that happens. For sure. <laughs> All
0: right. Um. So the, our last our last consumerism challenge here was for fast food nation. But I think the idea was going to be that like we we you know we did this whole thing with like the with the Popeyes chicken sandwich when it first came out. Um. And it took me us we it took me a while to get around to getting getting it because that fucking Popeyes, um. By me was always always like a forty five minute to an hour wait. Um, right. So it took me a while to get around to it, and I was thinking that we could do the same thing with like whatever's new whatever's new in the fast food realm amongst like the main players like McDonald's, BK, Taco Bell or whatever, but one I'm a little bit like you kind of mentioned, I'm a little bit out of the loop on some of the new some of the newer stuff. But also like the one thing that I wanted to try when I first started writing this was like discontinued that day. And it was the Taco Bell wings, which, you know, if anyone out there has had them, let me know. Um but so if you wanted to, would you like to change this up from fast food to like a not even necessarily like a regional place, but like trying an actual local place that you haven't tried before.
1: I could do something I could definitely do something like that. Um I I'm leaning like right now I just I can't tell you if there's been even any new commercials for stuff. Like I don't even think Pizza Hut is a new pizza and God only knows they fucking love new pizzas. <laughs> they put
0: pizzas um, <laughs> inside of pizzas on top of pizzas.
1: Man, um, let me tell you something. They are working they must work really hard to make two pizzas and breadsticks in a box look unappetizing. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> hell it is. It's it's <laughs> weird
0: because, that. like, it, yeah, you're you're right. Like, it just for whatever reason, Pizza Hut feels like it's. I, I've I've had Pizza Hut in the last like couple years, and it's definitely not been bad. But I don't ever see a Pizza Hut commercial and go, "Man, that looks good." I've never right. once felt that.
1: Yeah. I almost like look at the commercials and I feel like just some sort of obligation to it, you know, because I've like I've had every other pizza that they've ever come out with, you know, just growing up and throughout my entire life. So, like, I ordered the Detroit style pizza from them, which was fantastic, by the way. I I kid you not. That that was actually one of the best things they've come out with in a while. Uh, For like
0: like a couple. um, Sorry, I don't want to cut you off here, but like my my dad for Christmas made a Detroit style pizza oh mm-hmm. fucking chef's kiss dude i i really think that that's like my favorite type of pizza now
1: it's incredible like i there's so much going on and one of those things that makes me so happy that's just what they're doing here like take the expression columbus style pizza which is you know the, the, the pizza cut into squares from donato's and yeah. everything that's, that's that's not a style that's it's just a, it's a thin cut crust differently. cut
0: differently Big deal. Yeah,
1: exactly. And they do the same fucking thing in Chicago, and Chicago claims it as their own too. And they're not claiming the uh the, the casserole, discussing a shit deep dish, but um, which I gotta say, like sometimes that could be good, but for the most part, like not oh, a big man, fan. Like yeah, and like it crosses into the whole like where that looks unappetizing for me, and it's pizza, which is that says a lot. But um, Detroit style pizza. There's just something about it that I think works really well, especially with the sauce being on the top. And Mm -hmm. the fact that they don't just glob on the sauce, like it's almost like specifically placed to give each slice enough sauce. I love it. I love the cheese all the way to the edge. I love the the, just the way that they do the toppings and everything, Um, even like. The whole idea of, like, cooking it in this, like, particular style pan, mm-hmm. which um, the specifics of the pan, it's, like, supposed to be, like, this – there's a specific pan that you're supposed to use if you're talking to, like, the Detroit, you know, Pizza Federation and everything. Right, right. But the fact that they use – but, I mean, if we're – you know, just the fact that it's that, like, square – you know, tight pan or whatever I think it makes a lot of difference In the way that the food tastes The way that all the toppings set on it The distribution, everything
0: Yeah, no, absolutely And it's, it is, like I'm not a, I'm not a big Chicago deep dish fan I suppose it's one of those things If you've never had it before You were in Chicago, like in a real I don't know, like Lou Malnati's or whatever Get it, try mm-hmm. it once in your life If you like it, great It's not my favorite um, The Like the Detroit style pizza Has like the right thickness to it just like for me, just the perfect amount. I prefer like a thinner, more New York style pizza, but this is like getting to that point where the thickness is just right.
1: Yeah, of course, dude. And so there's a place in LA that's called D-Town Pizza. They have a couple of like, they they have like five or six different Detroit style pizzas on Mm -hmm. the menu. Um, The thing that kind of bugs me about this place is that this is like one of the most LA trying to be Detroit style things I've ever seen in my life. And I actually think the pizza is fairly priced but they have Fago there that they pay extra money to ah. like import from people and stuff. <laughs> and like, you are you go in and like, you're not just getting, you're not getting the plastic bottle of moon mist, okay? They order that, the special line of like the Fago and the glass bottles. Mm. So the, you are going in there, you're paying basically like a little bit extra for a pop that's only okay. But I'm like, I, I don't know what to do here because I don't want to tell these guys, like, hey, you know, this is completely unnecessary because they really want to sell you on the, the Detroit thing. I just hate that, like, I view the pizza as reasonably priced and the Fago is a ripoff. Like, have you ever heard, like, you'll never hear that expression again. Fago is a ripoff. You'll never hear that. No, because
0: paying more than 79 cents for Fago is a ripoff. <laughs>
1: yeah, ex- exactly. And, like, <laughs> I mean, Fago is, is not. Yeah, we don't. Well, we, we don't. And what's crazy is, like, we don't have it out here. Like, I. Quite surprised that like Fago is not out here because I've seen it like everywhere in my entire life, but it's it's something that they that they don't do here.
0: That's that's kind of, that is kind of strange. I mean, it's what is what I mean. It, it's you know, what, if nothing else, it's cheap mixers. If nothing else, like you could you could buy three, yeah. you, know, you could buy like three whatever Fago cokes. Um, I forget what they're called, um, and like there's your mixers for the night. You know, for whatever you're drinking. um that's kind of surprising, but like, yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that experience. Um, when I'm going to get my Detroit pizza, I will, right. however, ask you guys to all wear Axel Foley's Detroit Lions letterman jacket. Like that needs to be the uniform. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they do have the um the Detroit Tigers D as the D in the D Town Pizza, which I'm very I'm oh, at least good. happy they got that part right. That's so good. yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I got to tell you, I, I love love the Detroit style pizza, dude. I love the idea of you know a place you've never been to before, and even if it is a fast food place that has something new, I just like. I, I got to tell you, I just I haven't seen anything like really new in a while. Like Be, I the, like I said, the Taco Bell wings just totally I that eclipsed me.
0: Came, yeah, came and went. Um, I think I think BK has like some new breakfast sandwiches, and okay. the only other thing that I can think off off the top of my head is that KFC has the um you know, the faux meat, the, um, I forgot which company provides it, but
1: yeah, those just, just arrived, I think. Right?
0: Yeah. So that's the only thing I can think of. So, you know, let's, you know, we'll keep this one open. It could be fast food or like a local, like an actual local joint, not like a, you know, local chain or something. Um, but yeah, we'll keep it up in mind. We can discuss, we can discuss this further, but I, I, I did kind of realize after like I wrote this, I'm like, fuck, I kind of am out of the loop on fast food. I just don't, I don't eat it that often anymore. So
1: it's yeah, a lot I've of it been, gets past
0: me.
1: Yeah. I've been so selective about the places that I go to as well. Cause like, I I, I know I, I had this conversation with you before, but like, I am like Burger King is just, it's two completely different tastes to me now, you know? And I, right. like I went from living in Cleveland. I had it once every couple weeks or whatever. I had gone like a year and some change without having it. I just, I stumbled into a Burger King for the impossible Whopper, which was actually not bad. And then I had a Whopper junior, just in case the impossible Whopper sucked. And I ended up liking the impossible Whopper more than the Whopper junior. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
0: There you go. That's well, then you're, you're one step closer to uh, helping us save the planet. Um, yeah. I think, I think a lot of people don't really understand. Like, I know I forgot who it was. Someone was like, when I, when the last time I had this discussion, they're like, well, yeah, it has just as many calories and stuff. as like the, the regular, I'm like, that's not the point. The point is that in a couple of decades, we might not be able to eat meat ever again. So we're, Right. try to get used to this now before we uh totally poison our planet with factory farming
1: yeah and dude like there are there are places like or brand brands i should say like i haven't been to any like with the exception of the, the burger king thing and like the, the tofu that i had yeah um i haven't been to like a, I have i got i don't have a wide net to cast here in terms of this stuff but like what i have had it's actually not too bad you know like mm-hmm. i I've, I've had the impossible whopper um which to to me tasted a lot like a whopper it was very hard to tell the difference um and like i'm very intrigued to like try some more of this stuff and everything like it's just s- something different you know and yeah. like a lot of a lot of people out here are really into this stuff and like i don't know it, it makes me feel like a little i hate to use this word but it makes me like a little like feel like a little po donkey when like I haven't had like these kinds of. It's, it's just trying food. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not anything major, but like I still feel like I want to be a part of this conversation, or at least be able to yeah. say like, "Yeah, I, I've had that" when somebody asked me.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally get that. I totally get that. I, I still I still gotta take the the faux meat plunge um, in terms of like the fast food. I, I, I like it, it has to like. I remember I remember growing up the first time I ever had like a veggie burger that was like made out of like black beans or whatever and how fucking gross <laughs> those were quite oh, frankly. Oh, God. So like I, anything, anything that is an improvement upon that would, would be great.
1: Yeah. I remember the first time I had it and I was hanging out with Gorbit of all people. And it was the day of the blackout, like that huge blackout that we had and everything like that in the oh, yeah. early 2000s and like i was sent home from work early and there was no power and like you know we there was food and stuff like that at stake so it's like Hey, Jack, you know, bring some food over from your parents' house and we'll grill it out, we'll have some beers, and we'll just kind of grill out here and stuff, right? So he's like, yeah, you know, I got this. He's like, he brings over a box of burgers and stuff, and I didn't I didn't read the label and everything. I'm grilling this thing, getting all excited. I take one bite out of it, and I was like, oh my fucking God, what is this? What the hell did you just feed me? He's like, dude, it's a soy burger, and he's mowing down his and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oof. what? What, no. what is this? No. Yeah, so, so like... That was um, that was the first time I had it, and it took me over ten years to go down that road again.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll figure out. Um, we'll get we'll get into more specifics with the food stuff, um, and then we'll we'll we will report back to everyone on that one. So um, that is it. I yeah, that's it. We're at the end of the outline here. Um, just a, real quick, um, since you haven't since you haven't done it yet, you haven't gone through the physical challenge yet. What are your, what are your what are your thoughts on attempting this kind of daunting endurance lifting kind of thing?
1: Well, for starters, I am definitely a little bit worried about it. I um <laughs> like, uh, and it's one of these deals that like I am going to take like a, a few more. I'll probably do it like on um, Monday or Tuesday next week because I'm getting the booster and stuff this weekend. So um, I'm gonna. I, I've heard. People are fine. I've heard people have a little bit of side effects. It just kind of depends on who you talk to. So I'm going to take the um, the next three days to mentally kind of prepare for higher rep stuff. And um, that's the thing that I think really gets me is because it, it, like the weight itself, like, yeah, it's weight, dude. I'm not going to lie. That is totally a factor into it. But like, it's this, it's a mentality thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like part of me will be like, Okay, yeah, you know, I just did like I just grinded out thirty. I'm sure I'll get thirty two the next time around or thirty five or whatever. And then like no, that doesn't happen. You know, so I need to get like a little bit better conditioned to um to do it before I actually attempt to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I really um I really had to this is one of the few times in a one of not few times, but this is the first time in a while I've really had to psych myself up to like get through something. I was <laughs> like especially the first time that I attempted the bench one I was just like after the first set I was like okay crush 42 psycho myself up and like when I got to 20 and I felt how heavy it felt I was like uh-oh <laughs> like mm-hmm. not I uh, yeah. I don't think I can I don't think I can fucking psych myself up into an additional 10 reps here so um right right so, yeah so it is it's that's definitely like a little that that's a big I think that's actually one of the biggest parts of it is just sort of mentally being prepared to Gotta kind of
1: torture yourself yeah of course dude like a lot of the mental prep for stuff usually has a tendency of being f- as difficult as some of the physical stuff too <laughs> so
0: yeah um and just and just real quickly one last thing which one do you think you're most looking forward to just of all the challenges we, we haven't gotten to yet
1: okay so like for starters i'm definitely looking forward to doing some kind of volunteer work so i can say i had this experience that millions and millions of people uh, across the country and all 400 of our graduating class members have that I didn't have. <laughs> uh, and I'm also looking, um, I, I want to do the, the celebrity stuff, the the 30 days. Like, yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to a lot of the different things on here. man. Yeah.
0: Same thing. I'm actually most looking forward now that you, you brought up the volunteering thing, um, figuring out like what we're, what I'm going to do for that. And I do. Yeah. I'm really ready to take on one of these um, celebrity fitness challenges to either, to either see how I'm really interested to see either how hard it is or Mm -hmm. how easy it is for me.
1: Yeah. I I, I have a
0: feeling, I have a feeling it'll fall to either end. Like it won't be like, it won't, it won't like necessarily fit exactly what I'm trying to do. It'll either be too hard or too easy.
1: Yeah. I got, I got you, dude. I totally understand what you're saying for sure. All right. So uh, if
0: there's nothing else you want to lead us out of here,
1: yeah. Okay. One more quick thing. I did want to do oh, a sure, follow-up sure. from a discussion we had last episode. Sure. I went into my grocery store, um, the one with the, the that I told you about that carries the Terramana and they carried the Ryan yes. uh, Ryan yes. Reynolds gin. Okay. So really quick. The Terramana is still selling pretty good in this grocery store. Okay, they've actually they've actually moved it up a shelf. It's now the second from the top shelf, and I, I this place tequila selection wise is not as vast as some of the the whiskeys and scotches mm-hmm. and stuff. So it is right now currently below a tequila called Cord Cordigo, which um which would look to be like very expensive. That was the most expensive one that they had at like 50 or 60 bucks a bottle. And then there's another interesting tequila that I can't tell is if it's expensive because it's good or if the bottle is very elaborate. And I think it's called ha or ah tequila. It's like a two letter. It's a two letter word. And um, the rock is now he's moving up the shelves or whatever. So i put it to you. Gotcha. The, the Ryan Reynolds gym hasn't been there since I texted you that photo. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh. so th- they, had, they had no desire to um to put that uh, back on the shelves but th- for now the rock is still holding, he's still solid as a rock
0: gotcha, gotcha, he's got an energy drink too, I think it's like Zoa, I think it's his energy drink, we'll have to, we'll have to try that okay. at some point in time
1: oh without a doubt, yeah definitely and he, that, that man, like his name on it alone will at least get me to try it,
0: pretty much and you know what, he needs our money, because he probably doesn't have any
1: no, no, he's hurting, dude. Like the, all those paychecks and everything from those Netflix movies and Black Adam. And he God, he had to give the people Black Adam money and stuff he, like that. So
0: was, this is this. I know. We, I know we've talked about this before, but it still astounds me that for movies that he is the star in, he gets paid by the studio a million dollars to post on social media about it. Insane! It's insane. Could you imagine? Be, if like, could you imagine if you convinced your job? To pay you money, to come to like tell other people that you work at this per- at this particular firm.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I know that'd be the greatest thing ever. That's what yeah, it is. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a, I have a venable um I have a venable like quarter zip or not? It's a full zip jacket pullover. Like when I wear it around town, I'm almost like I feel like I should get advertising dollars for it. Yeah. I can't imagine what life would be like, especially we're getting a million dollars just to post about a movie that you are in. That you're in. That you are the star of anyway. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) Chum, you want to lead us out of here? Yes, I definitely will. So on that celebrity alcohol note, we are all concluded for today. Adam Chmielewski, Matthew Pagel, we are the occasionalists. You can go find us on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Podbean. Download us, let us know how you feel, and we will see you next time. Thank you.